Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. to another episode of There's Still Time, the AFTN Soccer Show, broadcasting on CITR Radio 101.9 FM from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of Beautiful, snowy, rainy, cold, whatever you want to call it, British Columbia. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Zachary Adam Eisenheimer. And it's our 2022 Christmas special it's the show we always look forward to all year in bringing you. There'll be fun. There'll be games. There'll be football chat. There'll be Christmas chat. There'll be some Christmas music. There'll be some other music. It'll just be a exciting two to three hours of entertainment for you. Because, I mean, let's face it, nobody wants to be outside in these conditions at the moment. You excited? Looking forward to this, guys? Totally. Yeah, for sure, this year. And everyone's dressed up, apart from myself, because I'm still feeling a bit under the weather. You'll hear it from my voice. The more I talk during the show, the better it will sound. I also put my back out on Wednesday night as well, bending over to get something out of the cupboard. So, uh, kind of disc on the back and coughing, not a wonderful combination, but I'll, I'll plough through it. More ploughing than the city of Vancouver have certainly done it on the roads round about my neighbourhood. I'm going to be glad to not hear the sound of cars revving and tyres spinning outside my house. <laughs> that would be so disconcerting to hear that all the time because you, I know your car's parked out front. And you're yes, oh, there's been a couple of times I've looked outside and it's looked like a car is about to like slam right into it there was one car i watched that was just going from side to side zigzagging across the street and we were right in a corner i said said it to you guys but i have about 15 minutes of cars like spinning out on my street see your your the difference to you guys is michael i'm i'd be worried they're gonna hit my car steve all the stuff you sent us is like yeah pure entertainment yes Like yesterday, there was somebody with a pickaxe trying to take the ice out, uh, and, and they were doing it right by the tire. And I was like, "Oh my god, oh. if he hits the tire, the tire's done too." At that point, I mean, we're we're recording this on Christmas Eve, so the rains have come in, but I know it, it's been kind of bad out in the valley. What what is it like in your neck of the woods? Uh, yeah, it's not well. Our, for some reason, like we, the the earlier snowfall this week, we got plow in our 
the complex where we live, but uh, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't since then. So things are really bad. So we've done some shoveling of our little part of the, our driveway and our, our walkway and clearing, clearing drains and stuff. So when the rain continues to come, nothing hopefully gets flooded. But uh, yeah, your, it's, your I, church's Christmas yeah. services have been yeah. canceled, our, sadly. Our Christmas, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day services have been canceled, which um, is not great, but is nice. <laughs> Nice that I don't have to leave my, yes. my home and I can stay here with my family and just hang out for the next couple of days. But yeah. What, what about you, Steve? Because those videos you sent of the, the car that was stuck, it did look pretty bad in your little cul-de-sac. No, oh, yeah. The, the, it's not even a cul-de-sac. It's a, it's a through road. So uh, people are coming from around. It's like a, almost like a curve. Is, is it a crescent? So, uh, yeah, I guess it like is, a isn't it? It's, yeah. it's a crescent more than a cul-de-sac. But people are coming through. Um, as I showed you that one video, that one guy got stuck. You could see the pickup guy moving back and very slowly, and he eventually left. He mm. didn't even try to come this way. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it's pretty pretty bad. My car, the the one car we use for in the snow is, has been no problem. It's just the people that are using it without winter tires. That's the biggest issue. Oh yeah, I mean, all these idiots. That's totally unprepared. When it's like this, I've only got all weather, so I don't go out. I, I don't drive in it because it's like. Yeah. Why? Why would you if you've not if you're not fully prepared? But that does not seem to be the message that's got through to a lot of people. Although I think this might be the year that has made me decide that next year I will actually do the switch to winter tires, because I've not been able to go out and get some potatoes and carrots for Christmas dinner. Oh, I picked those up the other day. Thankfully, though, I do have some frozen Yorkshire puddings and some frozen uh, vegetables. To go nice. with the stuff that we'd already bought for for Christmas dinner, some roast and stuff. So we are prepared. So I always, Check when I know the weather's coming, I like to be prepared. Get delivery. I did think about that. It's like, can yeah. you send me two potatoes? I thought, well, is that, don't want to send a guy I out think driving you're in the to do streets. a little bit more than that, yeah. <laughs> here's, your, here's your 20, 20 cent tip as well for your two potatoes. <laughs> two, two potatoes is now $50 delivery. Yes. So what we used to do in a Christmas show, of course, is we open our Christmas gifts, but that has been derailed by the weather this year. Yes, the yeah. one year that I'm actually organised and had all your presents bought in August when I went back to Scotland. Right. No delivery yeah. issues. No. Yeah, no deliveries when you self-deliver. Yes. I would, have, I would have been able to get you the guys the gifts this year, like half of them. Half of them were delayed because of the delivery to the house, basically. But that's fine. We can, we can save them to the new year. We'll have Christmas part two, which I think... Uh, a lot of folk are probably going to have a later Christmas this year with families and stuff anyway. So we wish you all a very Merry Christmas, however you celebrate it, wherever you are. Hopefully your travel plans haven't been too disrupted oh, yeah. and your, your dinner plans and all your Christmas plans haven't been too disrupted. We hope to bring you some entertainment over the next couple of hours, though, to fill the, the Christmas gaps that you may or may not have. Or just if you want to spend some Christmas time with us, we love spending Christmas with you. We're, we're going to save our chat about the sort of Whitecaps news of the week and other stuff that's happened in in Canadian soccer to the next episode. We're just going to focus on some, some fun discussions and some games and stuff in this episode. And we're going to play some games in each part. It's a four-part show. So I think, let the games commence. And Zach's the most excited about this. He's put together another Christmas Jeopardy for us. And we're going to kick that off in part one. So what we're also going to do, as with all the games this evening, you will be able to to play along at home. The games that's coming up in parts two, three, and four, you can just pause the podcast and get your answers in. For this Jeopardy game, we will also tweet out the link 
and we'll put it in the, the comments section on the website as well. So if you do want to play along before we give the answers and have a little bit of fun yourself at home, you can do that as well. And I'm pretty sure you'll do better than Steve and me. I'll hand the reins over to our very own Wookie. He is dressed as Chewbacca, in case anyone is wondering. Hey, being from Sudbury, Ontario... I you all dress like this. I, no, I have a high oh. appreciation for Jeopardy because of Alex Trebek because he's from Sudbury. So I'm really excited about this. Hopefully this works. Uh, and hopefully, I know we did this last time. And I think I made it a little bit too hard. This time it might also be hard. But I think if you've been watching this World Cup and if you've been listening to our conversations and messages I sent you and even some of the posts I've made, mm. hopefully this won't be too, too, too hard. Well, we had to actually and, pay attention to your life. Yeah. Oh, dear. I also have a proper... Uh, oh, I didn't write it down here. I have a proper final Jeopardy question, which I think is an easy one. Oh, okay. um, so so we are going to do this pro- like proper. We're only going to do one round. There's no daily doubles or anything. Just whatever. And we have instead of six categories, we have five categories, each with five five questions. So here okay. we go. So this is going to be a long part, is is what Zach's telling us, Steve. Yeah, I also don't f- watch Jeopardy, so again, I all I know is you pick category things to get points. So, but let, let's hand it over to Mister Trebek. He's sharing his screen just now. Okay. Oh, this is fun. Okay. okay. Oh my, jeez, there's so, Bayern questions and Bundesliga So this is questions. all World Cup. This right. is all World Cup. Oh, so, okay. And this is all 2020 World Cup, essentially. So okay. your categories are just World Cup in general, Canada's World Cup, Bayern's Weltmeister or World Cup, Bundesliga's Weltmeister or World Cup, or Zach in Doha. So uh, who wants to be team one? Let's, let's, uh, let's, I got a number in my mind between one and a hundred. Uh, Steve, choose, and we'll, whoever gets closest can go first or second, whatever they want. 69. 66. The correct answer is 45. So, uh, Michael gets to choose first or second. I will go first, please. Okay. Michael, which category would you like to choose? Canada's World Cup for 100, please. Okay. And I, I just a pre, pre-warning. I tried to better categorize these than I did last time because remember last time some of the harder, like the more expensive ones were easier? Yes. We'll see how this goes. Okay. And I made the mistake the last time of going for the hard questions first. So I'm starting off with Canada's World Cup for 100. Okay. Here we go. Canada scored the quickest goal of the World Cup in this many seconds. 97. Oh, no, it's not. It's 67. (laughs) Oh, dear. Is Is that your final answer? Yeah. Does it say hit spacebar? 68. It was 67 yeah. because it was his shirt number from the white caps. Well, Unless I was they going, rounded it up. I didn't double check, but I was going by what was what I said posted online. It was definitely 67. But I said 97, so I got it wrong. You've, you've no, got to no, my no, first no, answer. No. Oh, no, really? no, you got to go with the first answer. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, so. so one... I, I, I'll take, say no points to that. don't know why I was thinking 97, but yeah. Okay. But so I think might... the answer is 67. So, Steve, it's your turn to choose, right? I'll Michael, go... Michael, Michael uh, lost control. Oh, oh uh, I will go Canada's World Cup 200. These are the two players who were announced in the stadium as the scorer of Canada's two goals. Uh, who is Alfonso Davies and Sam Adekube? Who are Alfonso Davies and Sam Adekube? I keep nice. forgetting you have to do the who are and who is and what is and stuff. Yeah, good job. Well so, done. So you control the board. Where would you like to go uh, next? I'll go. I'll go. Canada three hundred. This was the only player to be substituted on for on for Canada in all three of their group stage matches. Who is Ismail Kone? 
who is Ishmael Kone. Good job, Steve. Crushing it. Because I knew he, sh- he should have freaking started one or two of those games. I thought at least one, <laughs> yeah. Man, I would be breezing this just now if I wasn't so stupid with the first question. 400. Where you want to go now, Steve? 400. Keep going. Just finish it up. Let's go. Okay. According to Google, Canada started each of their matches with these different formations. Oh, boy. Uh, so you're looking for three formations. Three different three, formations. Three different formations. This is, I, I, I preface this with according to Google. Okay. Uh, one was a 3 5 2. One was a uh, 5 4 1. And the third one would be my guess that they probably put him in a 4 3 3. I'm I'm sorry, Steve. Again, this is yeah, according, no to, according to Google. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally understand. It was three four two one, four four two, and four four one one. I don't remember those being the ones. Four four two. I would I got. I don't yeah. not. I got those other two. Okay, Michael, you're in control. Okay, I'm gonna go because I need the points. Uh, Canada's World Cup for five hundred. This quintet of Elfield players never saw the pitch for Canada in their three group stage matches at this year's finals. Um, okay. Well, we know we've got Joel Waterman. I'm not gonna get all five of these. Um Let me let me, I'm not gonna go for points, but let me steal them if he doesn't get them. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah, we can I don't care about the points, so I just want yeah, to see yeah. if I can name them. Uh Liam Fraser? Nah, I don't know. I'll I'll pass. Okay. You don't want to keep squad. guessing? No, I can't even There's only twenty six players. Are you sure, Michael? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm out. There's no way oh. I'm getting five. I'll yeah. save time. Uh, I, I would have said Derek Cornelius. Oh. The one that didn't carry good. Of course. And then uh, the other one would have been uh, uh, Liam Miller, maybe. But I wasn't sure about the third one. Okay, there's five. It is Sam Piet, Liam oh, Fraser, A.K. Ubo, Derek Cornelius, and Joel Waterman. I could probably have got Piet and Cornelius if I thought about it. I wouldn't have thought. I was thinking about Ubo, but I thought he played for some reason. Mm. Maybe I was thinking okay, about Japan. The, the gimme questions are off the board. Steve, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll go World Cup 100. World Cup 100. This player scored his first ever goal for his country with his first touch after coming on as a substitute oh. in their semifinal match. I don't know the guy's name. It's the French player, but yeah, I I wouldn't know his name. Pass. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I was like, it, it's definitely an African. If you name, get any but... any of his three names, <laughs> no, I couldn't. Cody is the only one I think of. There was something with a K. That's the only thing I can think of. There's a K. Oh, you're yeah, so close. I, well, I just go. No, that's fine. Okay. I'm not gonna I'll never get that one. Who is Randall Colo Colo. Yeah. From from Eintracht Frankfurt. Okay. So that's a I money. have enough trouble remembering the past week, never mind the past yeah. five weeks. Mike? I I'm gonna go uh Zach in Doha for a hundred, please. The final stadium I attended a match at a match at well, sorry, I think there's an extra at there, and where I saw the fewest number of games. So it was the last stadium I needed. I, I know what stadium it is. It's the one where the final was played. I have no idea what any of these stadiums were called. It, the big stadium where the final was played. Uh, La Salle Stadium or something. Vagina, man. What is the Lucille oh, you got Stadium? It. You got it. <laughs> Michael, getting in. On the yeah. board. If, you have, if I have to name other stadiums here, I'm not going to be doing good. Sack in Doha for 200, please. This relative of a Canadian men's national team player made Canada's opening match versus Belgium even more special to be at. Who is Richie Larea's brother, Reggie? There you go. Who is Reggie Larea, Richie's brother? Michael. Pay See, I did listen to your tales. <laughs> this is good. 
Uh, Zach and Doha for 300, please. The name of the stadium that I attended the most number oh, of matches at. I wouldn't even know that. <sighs> what no. is the stadium that looks like a vagina? Well, there was a few that were sort of vulvic. <laughs> but I don't know if we can accept that because it's not that one. No, no That's, I You're thinking of the El Janoub, right? Yes. No. Yeah. If, you, if you say so. What is the Khalif International oh. Stadium? Steve, you're in control. I'll go World Cup 200. These were the only two players sent off in the group stages at this year's tournament. Oh, 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 oh. that's oh, a 200 question. I don't know. You're supposed to remember that, man, especially when there's only two players. Can I, get, um, can I, get, can I give one? Is, uh, what, what is the Cameroon player, um, but I don't know his name. Um, I'm drawing a blank. I, I know I know the other one. Um, yeah. But I, don't, uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I can't remember names, man. This is like hard with I, the name with the names. I was at both these matches. The Cameroon player that got sent off because of, he took off his shirt. Yep, that's um, the only one I know. Of. The Welsh goalkeeper. Yeah, it's Wayne Hennessy and Vincent Abubakar. Oh, the Welsh. I don't. Yeah, the Welsh, Welsh goalie got a straight red. Yeah, against he came through. Oh, I didn't see box. that. I don't think I watched that Vincent game, Abubakar got a second yellow when he took off his shirt for scoring. So, unfortunately, that's minus for Steve. Oh, Mike, boy. Michael, I, I have to go Zach in Doha for 400. I would agree. The number of consecutive days I attended matches. I've got two numbers in my head. I'm going to say, what is 13? What is oh, 16? 16. Wow, 16 days. What, was that the other number? Uh, no, other? I had 11 and 13 in my head, so oh. they were both wrong. <laughs> Steve, you are in control and still in the lead. Bayern's uh, WM, whatever that stands for. Bayern's Weltmeister, Bayern's World Cup for 100. You're going to be good at this because you were talking about all these Bayern players when we were doing our recaps. Yeah, I was making fun of them, yeah. The former Bayern player who scored the most goals at this tournament. Oh, the, the so it's not the person who scored the most goals, it's the Bayern the, player. that played. The former Bayern player who scored the most goals at this tournament. Okay, um, I'm going to say Lewandowski. That's the only one I can think of. Yeah, that was what I would have. Who is Robert Lewandowski, yeah. Steve? You're almost well in the positives. Steve, um, I'll go Bundesliga WM for 100. Bundesliga's Weltmeister for 100. The first Bundesliga player to score a goal at this year's tournament, and his first name is half the title of a well-known Beatles song. <laughs> Who is Diamond? Michael, you know this, right? I... Who is Diamond? I don't know. Who is Jude Bellingham? Oh, Jude Bellingham. Who is Jude Bellingham? So you got that wrong, right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry. Oh, um, interesting. Um, <laughs> oh. The only song that came up to my head was Lucy in the Sky for <laughs> <laughs> Okay, World Cup for 300, please. World Cup for 300. This star of the U-20 World Cup 2007 Canada scored goals in the knockout stages in 2007 and in this tournament in 2022. Um, who is Di Maria? Who is Angel Di Maria? Michael, nice work. Good memory. This is going to be pretty much my last points. I think I score. Um, no, no, no. World Cup for 400. World Cup for 400. There's some other ones. This was the only player who's to score in each of his country's group stage matches. Oh, I do know this. This might These not are help hard you. questions. This might, might help you at all, but they were also, I believe, the first goal of each of those matches. Oh, I do know it, and I can't. I cannot think. No, Can you, no, 
Who is Holland's Cody Gakpo? Byron for 200. These two Byron players that played in the tournament are returning with significant injuries. Uh, Neuer and Hernandez. It was a bit of a trick question because one of them did not come from the tournament. But Steve, you are correct. Who are Lucas Hernandez and Manuel Neuer? Well done. Back at the positive there. Where do you want to go now? Uh, Bundesliga. Oh, yeah. Bundesliga for 200. Bundesliga's Weltmeister for 200. These two dynamic attackers scored the goals that handed Germany their only defeat of the World Cup. Oh, I don't know these Japanese players. Like I, I wouldn't remember this at all. No, I'm going to have it to pass right off the bat. It's just Michael? to save time. I don't know. Who are Ritsu... Oh, it's sorry. That's a spelling mistake. Ritsu Doan and Takuma Asano. Michael, where are you going? Zach and Doha for 500. I saw all matches of these four nations at the 2022 World Cup. Okay, here we go. Canada, Germany, Cameroon, Poland. So close. So close. Who are Canada, Germany, Cameroon, and Ecuador? I knew the first three. I could not remember. I just thought, I probably went. I knew you were at a Polish game. Yes. I was going to say Serbia because I knew you were trying to get tickets in with all your Serbian friends you'd told us. (laughs) Oh no! Byron, a, yeah, Bayern for three hundred. Bayern's Weltmeister for three hundred for Steve. Here we go. This trio were the only Bayern players to score at this year's World Cup. Uh, who are Alfonso Davies? Um, there's got to be a German player in there somewhere. Somebody in Germany must have scored for them. Um, I don't know Hernandez, but I think he doesn't play for Bayern. I think the other one plays for Bayern. Tip so screw it. Yeah. <laughs> Who are Alfonso Davies, Eric Maxime Trupelmoting, and Serge Gnabry? See, my, my big issue with this this category, Steve, is I don't know anyone that plays for Bayern apart from Alfonso <laughs> Davies because I don't watch crappy German football. Uh, okay. Oh, boo, Michael, boo. Uh, I'm going to have to go World Cup for 500. That's right. Yeah. Let's bring it low. Leo Messi finishes his World Cup career with 13 goals, which is this number... Off of the record set by which player? So we're looking for how much he's off by and the player he's behind. Well, that's hard. Not really. I think I know what it is. What is one by Pele? I was going to say three. And by who? Pele. Pele. Pele as well. No. What is three and who Uh, is Miroslav? Should I I know it was going to be a German guy? I knew it was three. I just I, I thought it was Pele, but I, I How could you're you guys right. Not know D- don't worry, listeners. The the next games we're playing are a lot more fun, and and you don't have to know about German. Football. And less German. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I told you guys what this was going to be. It's a very German. I know. Part of this. I even gave you the categories. You could have studied. Steve, where do you want to go? Oh, uh, 300. 300. 300 Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Here we go. These three players were the only Bundesliga players to score more than one goal at the tournament. We're the only Bundesliga scores in the world. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go right back to uh, uh, okay. Let's go Gnabry, um, uh, Bellingham. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Eric, Eric Maxim Chupomoteng. Yeah, uh, Michael. Anything you want to guess on this? <laughs> no. Those are all wrong. Oh. it is. Who are Andre Kamaric <laughs> from Croatia, Nicholas Froelkrug <laughs> from Germany, and Ritsu Doan? From Japan. That's a, that a, to be fair, Steve, that is a very fair question. Who are those people? I've no... <laughs> the answer's fair. Mm. Michael, um, 
Bundesliga for yeah, yeah. Bundesliga for five hundred. Why not go out with five hundred? Okay, here we go. These two oh. former MLS players both played minutes at this year's competition. And they're Bundesliga players. Well, um, who are Alfonso Davies? And no, I'm fine. The other player played for FC Dallas. Currently Hedges? plays for currently played for Oz, currently plays for Augsburg. I don't know. Oh, hopefully someone at, hopefully someone listening at home gets this. Who who are Alfonso Davies and oh, Carlos, Carlos Guerrero? I get I know Valencia plays for Ecuador and then that's pretty much yeah. Steve, where would you like to go? I'll Steve go Bayern for four hundred. Home Bayern for four hundred. <laughs> This is the number of Bayern players that saw the pitch at the 2022 <sighs> World Cup. This is worth a, a good guess. Seven. What is seven? What is Michael's, 14? Michael's closer, but you're both wrong. What is 16? All 16 Bayern players who were in the final squads made the pitch for at least one game. Oh. I'll go Bundesliga 400. The only Bundesliga keeper to start for his side in the knockout rounds. So technically, you have a one in sixteen chance. <laughs> mm. Who is Adolf Kalmiri? Uh, what? Who is Switzerland and Bruce Mulkin Gladbach's Jan Sommer? I don't know. Who is he? Oh my! See, we should this have saved what... this one till later on, Steve. So we is... we didn't have folk turn off the podcast super early. <laughs> this is this is worse than you guys did last last time. These are the only three Byron players who didn't get to see didn't get to see the pitch or didn't get to play in Qatar. Oh boy, I didn't even know the number of players that did. Um there was 16. Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, sorry, no, no, sorry. Let me clarify. These are the only oh, you three didn't get players to see. I didn't get to see play in guitar. Okay. Okay, you've got a one in sixteen chance here. Well, you get, well he's gotta get three. three of them. Huh? Well you've got three in sixteen chance. I don't know what that works. Can, can I look it up? The players that are on Byron and just—I I don't think I'll still get it, even if I look up a list of Byron players. I have it here. Do you want me to read it to you? No, no, no I, I can. No, I'll, I'll just—I'll just Wikipedia the Byron players and I'll see. Like, I'll just guess from there. Because because it, it'll be like it's a complete like. There's no way I'm getting it even if it is, and I want anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. Oh no, we have Final Jeopardy to go. Oh, Final Jeopardy, one dollar. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to uh, guess um, uh, Kimmich, um, Saar, and uh, Ulrich. These are the only three Bayern players I didn't get to see play in Qatar. That oh, was at the okay. World Cup. okay. So um, Gravenbach, uh, Stanich. No, no, it can't be Stanich. Uh, Gravenbach, uh, uh, Chupa, no, you saw, you saw, uh, Coleman and uh, Delight. What a disaster. What, was there someone playing in the Mexico game that you didn't get to see because the sombrero was in front of you? <laughs> but is it who is Robert did you Lewandowski? See, did you see Netherlands? I, I guess Netherlands because they had two players, Delight and Gravenbach. Gravenberg didn't uh, make the team, unfortunately. Oh, I didn't even know that. Who are Lucas Hernandez, Benjamin Pavard, and Josip uh, Stanisic? Oh, I saw I got one of them. Oh, how did you not see Stanisic? She played in Croatia. He only played in the third place game. Oh, okay. And then Hernandez got injured in the first French game, so I didn't get to see him play. And Pavard oh. only played in the first French game, so I never got to see him play. Disaster. Oh my. Okay, so for those listen, uh, those. When's the Ismail League uh, <laughs> yeah. step eight questions coming? Yeah. 
So the final score before we go to final Jeopardy is Michael with minus 3,000. <laughs> Steve heavily in the lead with minus 1,700. So my, I did best on Zach's life from actually paying attention to the last episode. I feel like you guys did worse than the last time I did this. I, I would like I would have had easier. a really good start if I'd got the Fonzie one right because I, the next few questions I knew I'd have been on a roll by then. Okay. This is this is gonna be final Jeopardy. I want you to write down your answers so oh, we can so okay. we can review them. And this is gonna to be to, to to who wins this. This is gonna be for who wins this. This is gonna be different than a normal Jeopardy question. Okay, okay. I have a pen and paper. Okay. Steve, you got you got something to write on? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So write down this. Your best guesses at this. And I might have told you guys this in the last episode, so you might be able to get all this, but there are only of the 32 countries, there are only five I didn't get to see play. Name those five countries. Ooh, you didn't tell us this. Um hmm. I don't know. I, I'm 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 writing the first three countries that come to my head because there's no point of even thinking. No, no, get write down it. five. Just choose five. I am gonna I'm thinking the first three five three countries five countries that come to my head. I'm skipping those ones. Uh, okay, I've written five down. This is how we're going to do I'm going to give you a thousand points for each one you get correct. Oh, I might pay a bit more attention to this then. Um, uh, boy, this is just like the uh, countries are not even showing up in my brain. Okay, yeah, I've got five here. Okay, I'm done. Okay, let's start with Michael. Michael. Michael, Michael, we'll just, I trust you, but you can prove that later. Michael, oh. read your list. Saudi Arabia, Iran, USA, England, Argentina. And so I will he, say, I said Saudi Arabia, Tunisia, Korea, Portugal, Uruguay. He definitely saw Tunisia. Uh, yeah, I did see Tunisia. Okay. Okay, the five teams were Saudi Arabia. Ding. Obviously, England. Ding. Argentina. Ding. Uruguay. And the last one was Ghana. So oh. I think Mike... I Michael... had Ghana down, and I scored it out for Argentina. Well, I was, I was, I was, I was going to pick two countries from that group. So Michael three got countries. Michael got three correct, and Steve got, got two. two. So Steve is still the winner. Yeah, because that puts Steve at positive three hundred, and Michael at zero. Hey, oh, I'm fine. At I'm at zero. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'll take that. I haven't lost any money. You, you, for, uh, Michael, you forgot the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the strategy I had this time too. Once you got really behind, I just picked, started picking the really small. Yeah, just I didn't lose that many points. Yeah, so, I, I was left with the big ones. Uh, I mean, okay, I, I I came with nothing. I'm going home with nothing. I've had a lovely day. Thank you. <laughs> hey, was was that too hard? Yes, I I feel it was too hard. I'm sorry. Just if you'd, a, if you'd asked only, questions the only... about the English or Welsh team, where I paid more attention to, or even the Australia team, I would have had a chance. No, the the re only reason why it was hard for me is because uh, like this World Cup, I like I I couldn't pay attention to, I didn't have time to pay attention to the games even like during the games like I, yeah. I everything was on mute I, for the most part. Honestly, I fast I forwarded through a lot of them. I expected yeah. you guys to do good in three out of the five categories. The other two, I thought you'll get some, but I was hoping for like player nicknames, so you would be like, who had the best player nickname at the World Cup? Well, that's a that's not that's. Subjective. subjective yeah well it's obviously it's jason cummings that's his actual name yeah do you know what his nickname is no i don't i don't want to know cum dog genuinely his nickname oh my 
Okay, I'm sorry. I made. I'm sorry that was too hard. No, no, it's fine. It was entertaining. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's good. And and don't worry, listeners. We've got a lot more accessible <laughs> games coming up in parts two, three, and four. But I mean, this this is our very German part. But it's certainly been a a very busy build up to the Christmas period for Whitecap CEO and Sporting Director Axel Schuster, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be a very busy New Year as well. It kind of has to be. Uh, a busy new year for Axel and the Whitecaps. They want to be truly competitive in 2023 and able to compete across all four competitions that they are going to be playing in next season. But for now, he's got a chance to relax, chance to get back to Germany to spend Christmas with his family. So just what is a Schuster family Christmas like? Well, let's find out, shall we? Actually, Axel, I just want to know what what is Christmas like in the Schuster household? And how different is it now that you're here as opposed to when you were back in Germany? Or are you going back home for Christmas in Germany? Yeah, I'm going back home because uh, my parents are there, my sisters are there, three of them. So, um, and uh, also seeing the in-laws, so with uh it is yeah it's impossible to see that, that that for them to come over so that's the time where where i have also the chance to see all of them i haven't seen a lot of them since last christmas so uh, other than on zoom calls so um long story short yeah we'll go home um christmas is a big thing germany as well um the the thing that has changed in my household is that we celebrated more the north american way in, in germany you have the um, you go uh, at Christmas Eve, so 24th, you go into the church and after that uh, you have a big dinner and the kids get all the gifts, all the gifts. And we have changed it now because I actually think it's even better because uh, my daughter is still young and way tired in the, getting early tired in the evening. So we have now changed to that she's getting her gifts on the 25th and she puts out the cookies and the milk and the carrot for uh for uh, the reindeer and uh santa claus so that's a big thing now for her to do that so uh we are somehow in the middle of of the cultures now oh that's good like in, in scotland and edinburgh we had a, a big german market as obviously there, there's things all over the place and i know there's one here in, in vancouver as well but it was always good and you got all the german food what what's your kind of Christmas dinner like is it traditional turkey or do you have different stuff in Germany yeah it's a traditional it's not turkey uh what's the English word for guns no. I don't think you call it turkey uh, turkey is a special animal for me so um let me check ah. goose, goose. Oh, yeah. goose. Right, Canada goose <laughs> I should have known that no. <laughs> It took me off offline with, with the turkey because I know it's not turkey. I, I, goose is is a very famous Christmas uh, dinner in Germany. Ah, awesome! And if you could have a special Christmas present under the tree for the white caps this Christmas for next year, what would you want? Honestly, the one thing I would that could come to my mind first is I would like to have a. Uh, uh, you would not say calm, but. Uh, a year without any scandals and off off uh, off business or side side offside yeah. the business uh, stories 
a year where we can really focus on on growing the club and developing things. Um, I'm feeling comfortable. I'm feeling comfortable um, that we can do a good job. I have heard, I have had connected a lot with the community fans and 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 also other clubs and other people in North America and everyone see things that we are at the point where we can jump, but we need a year where we uh, carefully and you not know, careful where we can focus <laughs> focus on on that, and then I think we can get there. Uh, unfortunately, we had in all those years with COVID and being yeah. in the market and uh, with dealing with things from the past, we had so many, we lost so much energy that we could have spent in a better way. No, that's very fair. I think that, that's a great thing. I was hoping you were going to say Lionel Messi, but I guess what you've said is actually nicer. <laughs> Thank you. So- Thanks to Axel Schuster there, giving us a little bit of an insight into the Schuster family Christmas. Happy to say that Axel was able to fly out and back to Germany for Christmas. He did a a little chat with some media on Wednesday after the Super Draft, where he was at the airport waiting to fly out. All the delays and stuff didn't delay him too much. He is back in Germany now, so... Wish him all the very best for a happy family Christmas over there in Europe and a good new year as well. Definitely do miss getting over to the Edinburgh Christmas market, the German market that they had there. Much, much better than the Vancouver one. And free, which of course makes things all the better as well. And the music that we heard at the end of Axel's segment there. Silent Night, Stille Nacht. Not a German carol, it did originate in Austria, but I was taught the German words to that at high school, so I always kind of associate it a little bit with Germany. That was by Scottish band Glass Vegas. We play it every year on our AFTN Christmas specials because the only band that I really can play where the lead singer played for East Fife, they've got a whole Christmas album as well, a snowflake fell and it felt like a kiss. Always recommend checking that out. Great stuff there. And that is it for part one of our AFTN Christmas special for 2022. We're going to be back with more fun and games. We're going to have some football chats. We're talking World Cups at club and country level. And we're going to be back with all of that after we bring you song number six in AFTN's 2022 festive 15 
If you've just tuned in for the Christmas special, what we're doing is a homage to John Peel, an icon of mine. He always had his festive 50 every year. I've gone for a festive 15. My favourite 15 songs that were released in 2022, either as singles or album tracks, we're playing them in full. We've had numbers 15 to 7 in the previous shows. We've got 6, 5 and 4 in this episode of the show. And we'll be back with the song that's made it to number six after this. Hi, I'm Ryan Gold, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show.
but I doubt I'd even notice if they happen to leave. Why this happened to me? You're a riddle. So when I write love, I put you in the middle. Welcome back to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio 101.9 FM. And kicking off this part, it's number six in AFTN's Festive 15 for 2022 from Glasgow, Scotland. It's rapper Mog with a single that was released in May and that was Love, L-U-V. Fantastic song, we played that earlier in the year when that one was first released. We're going to kick off this part with my first part of the two games that I am going to bring you over the, the rest of this show. We've had and enjoyed Zach's Jeopardy in part one. So over the next two parts, I'm going to be playing a game called Outburst with, with you guys. I don't know how familiar you are with the, the game Outburst. I'm assuming you have to say a lot of answers really quickly. Yes, well done. So the basis of the game is th- there could be a subject, so it could be colours. And then on the card, there would be 10 answers listed. So obviously there's more than 10 colours, but you've got to name the 10 things that are on the card. Have we not played this before? Maybe a variation of it. And I'm also doing a variation of Outburst uh, in these two parts as well. I think, um, I think I've played this before. It's Outburst Football Edition. So what I've done for you guys is... There's six potential rounds, three for each of you, and I've kind of split it into three categories. We've got two rounds on international football, two rounds on club football, and two rounds on general miscellanea with a a football connection as well. So I'll toss a coin, and we'll see who goes first or second, and we'll, we'll have whoever wins the toss will get to pick... A or B, one or two, from the international football round. And one of those rounds is easier than the other. So whoever gets the tough one in that will get the easier one in the club football. And then we'll just open it up again for general miscellanea. So I'll get my coin out, I'll toss it up. And Steve, it's you to call. Heads. And it is tails. I figured I knew it would be. That's why. Possibly can't see that, but you have to trust me, it's tails. Now, that might not matter to you anyway, Steve, because it all depends whether Zach picks a more difficult category of category one or category two. Well, most of my tickets to the World Cup are category three, so... Ah, that's um, not here. So, one or two? I guess I'll go one. Oh, well, you've actually got the World Cup questions. But is so, it like all, all World Cups? Yeah, so oh, sweet, you've sweet. got a minute to answer this so basically you just have to shout out as many answers as you want to see does if you it can matter get if i get 10. any wrongs yeah it doesn't matter if you get them wrong you've basically got a minute just to yell your answers out maybe not too loud because obviously we'll have to edit the, the sound quality for that and don't forget you can play along at home if you want to pause the the podcast you can pause it shout out your answers and see how you do in the minute So what I'm looking for here is 10 teams have been runners-up in the 22 World Cup finals that have been played from 1930 to 2022. So what I'm looking for, Zach, are those 10 teams 
And your minute starts now. France, Croatia, Argentina. Correct. Holland. Correct. Well, that's France again. Uh, Germany. Yes. Uh, Brazil. Yes. Six for six. Italy. Did it, we already had it? No, Italy. No, you've got Italy at seven. Italy. Uh, Argentina again. Germany again. Germany again. Uh, Holland again. You've got 30 seconds. Uh, Holland again. 74 is Holland again. <laughs> uh losers okay uh ussr no oh, that's the euro okay uh 15 seconds oh uh you oh you've stalled here you were doing so well you were seven oh. czech republic yeah no. uh, czechoslovakia i'll give you Czech that yeah that's okay uh three two i wouldn't give it to one west Time germany is up no you said germany i gave yeah, you okay. germany okay. for okay. can i for, steal one yeah, I was going to say what I haven't mentioned is there's Can a chance here. Yep, yeah, there's a chance okay. here for Steve to steal Hungary? a point. And it is Hungary yeah. in 1938 and 1954. Yes. 54, that's the one. How could I forget that? Now, the one that's missing is from 1958. Wait, wait, no, it's Sweden. Uruguay. Yeah, Sweden. Sweden. Oh, Sweden? Sweden. Okay. They were, they were hosts. the hosts. Brazil. Yes. So that makes the score 8-1 to one after round one. Exciting stuff. Now, Steve, your minute is going to come up. And you've got the more difficult category. <laughs> That's great. But you will get the easier one for, for the next round. Now, because this is the more difficult category, there's actually 13 possible answers, but I'm just looking for 10. So it actually gives you a little bit of extra breathing space because this is, this is a tough one. 19 teams have won the gold medal at the Olympics between 1900 and 2020. And this is in men's soccer. There's been 27 Olympic gold medal matches played over those years. Now, of those 19 teams, 13 of those teams have never won the World Cup. Oh, boy. So you're not looking for the World Cup winners. You're looking for random teams that somehow won a gold medal at the Olympics anywhere from 1900 to 2020. There are 13 answers. The maximum you can score here is 10. And your minute starts now. Uh, USA. Uh, no. Japan. No. Uh, China. Uh, no. South Korea. North Korea. No. Um, Chile. Uh, no. Peru. We're thinking gold. So they are good. I know. <laughs> I, I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking teams that were uh, Holland, um, um, Croatia, Czechoslovakia. Yes, Hungary. Czechoslovakia, Hungary. Um, yes. Um, that's two. Sweden. Um, yes. Um, oh, jeez. I'm double drawing blanks. Um, 25 uh, seconds. Uh, Scotland. Uh, Ireland. No. Um, uh, Belgium. Um, yes, 1920. Um, 15 seconds. So Colombia. Uh, no. Um, Paraguay. Five Jesus. seconds. This must be some Portugal. Um, nope. Um, and time up. Jesus. That was 
So that was four scored, which I've got to say, I'm quite impressed that you got four. So I there's a chance for... Asian countries I mentioned. There's a chance here, though, for Zach to steal just one point if he can name one of the other countries. Can, just to clarify again, they won the Olympic gold and have they've won Olympic won... gold, but they've never won the World Cup. And the four that's gone are Belgium, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, and another one that you said that I can't remember. Oh, Sweden. Yeah. Won the Olympic. I don't think they won. Okay, for fun, I think this is going to be wrong. Let's guess it. I took it right away. I want to say Poland. Yes. In 1972. Yes. Denmark. No. So these might surprise you. Cameroon. Yeah, I knew there's African. Yeah. Canada in 1904. Yes, right. I never even thought. I was, thinking, I was going to say Canada, but then I didn't think it would be. Oh, there was a Murdoch Mysteries episode about, about that. Oh. Um, you got Belgium, you got Czechoslovakia, you got Hungary, who have won it three times, actually. Yeah. Mexico. Oh, of course. Nigeria in 96. That wouldn't surprise me, actually. I didn't remember that. I was going to say Nigeria. That was the one I was thinking. I was Soviet thinking Union won it twice, 56 and 88. Yugoslavia in 1960. Oh, that makes sense. And then sure. these are two difficult ones. I couldn't give you it for Scotland. It was Great Britain. Great Britain. They won well, it you three gave it times. For Czechoslovakia when you said Czech Republic. That's the same thing. Great Britain's not Scotland. <laughs> I know, but still, the Czech Republic is not Czechoslovakia either. Well, they are, they are and they're not. Yeah, because of Slovakia too. The Scotland other one, though, is East Germany, which was a... A tricky one because obviously Germany have won it, but East Germany was the others. But you did have twelve other ones if you wanted to debate East Germany. But I think you did well there to get to get the four that you got. I, I could have sworn there was an Asian team that won it at some point. I, I could have sworn maybe it was a women's side or something. I genuinely <laughs> I, did not know that Nigeria won it in '96 and Cameroon in 2000. So it was back to back yeah. African countries. So there we go. That is the first rounds from our outburst game we will play the final two rounds in part three but i want to get into the football chat now and we, we, we've talked a lot about the the world cup for countries over the last few weeks and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the next part as well in this part i, I want to have a little bit of a, a chat about the club world cup because the 2022 Club World Cup is going to take place in 2023 in February in Morocco. And as we all sadly know, Seattle Sounders are going there as the first MLS club to take part in that tournament. Uh, Flamengo and Real Madrid are amongst the other seven teams that are, are taking part. FIFA president Gianni Infantino announced just about a week or so ago, the, the introduction of a new 32-team Men's Club World Cup that is going to launch in June 2025. Now, as part of his closing news conference at the World Cup in Qatar, Infantino said during a meeting of the FIFA Council that it was decided that the competition will take place every four years and replace the current 24 team version the first edition is going to take place in 2025 and it's going to take place in the summer infantino said 
He says, during that slot where in the past we used to have the Confederations Cup, it will be slightly longer because obviously there are 32 teams. They will be the best teams in the world. They will be invited to participate. All of the details will be developed in due course and will decide where it will take place as well over the next few weeks or months in consultations with all of the stakeholders. Of course, the details of all that still need to be discussed and agreed, but the 32-team tournament will go ahead, making it really like a World Cup. So a few things to, to dig into in that, but just, Steve, what's your initial reactions or, or thoughts on that? I, I want to tap out. Um, I honestly, I'm, I can't follow all this stuff. This is too much, too much stuff. I can't follow it. Like I, I'm, I, I think I feel like this is just the last straw. There's too many tournaments in the world. I and different things. I'm probably not going to pay attention to this one at all. Interesting. Like, like I, I, I honestly like, like every four years you're going to invite just invite the best teams. Who who makes the choices on what the best team are? That's a are, big are, concern of mine. Are are you doing the like best teams in each region? Are you doing is it like the last four winners of the league champions, the Champions Cup or something like that? Because it's over four years, like it, it doesn't make sense to me. It's just stupid. I I I, I wish I could add more to the conversation. Steve, no, it's all very very you were fair. De- when you were describing that, I, I don't because you were reading. You you guys probably weren't paying attention. Oh no, I was Zach. just reading what I'd written down here. And, and, and Zach was eating. I was going, "What the hell?" I was actually like making physical like grimacing faces. Like I was, I couldn't figure out what why they're doing this. It doesn't make sense My, to me. Michael, it's it's okay. Steve's Steve's uh, two teams don't have to worry about this, this tournament. <laughs> Both Manchester United and the Vancouver Whitecaps. Oh, I'm not worried about <laughs> Manchester United for anything. He's probably got more chance of the Green Bay Packers getting in from the hat that he's wearing, I think, than... Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm... interested. I, I don't care if the Manchester United... Of course, if they, the, the Glazers sell the club, then maybe I'll get back into the team, but I'm not in... in I'm just, I'm just teasing, I'm, Steve. I don't know what... I found out that Ronaldo left the team or something like that like during the World Cup. I didn't even know what was going on there. <laughs> he did yeah, do you that. have really switched off from them. So, oh, I'm totally... Michael, I need I need one refresher. This one that Seattle's going to, because I have obviously I have not looked into it or don't care about the details of it. Um, is it still the eight team version? Yeah, it, it's not. Okay. It, it's not this expanded one that they were going to do. So right. it's it's seven or eight. Yeah. So I, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, this is about I think a couple of things. One, obviously, as with most things at at this level of football, it's about the money. Uh, two, it's about I think FIFA uh, wanting to not only control the top tournament at the national team level, but trying to uh, usurp from UEFA the top club tournament in the world because they know that the the Club World Cup is a title that people care about, but they don't care about it the same way they do the UEFA Champions League, and so I think. This is at least in part an attempt to gain or solidify Action. or add a, a bigger foothold into club football than they yeah. than they currently have, and so I mean that's that's why they're that's why they're doing it. Um, I think I think th- I enjoyed the Confederations Cup, um, and I think it was valuable I quite did as well. Yeah, 
Where, where, did FIFA, where, where, where did FIFA stand when the those clubs were trying to do the Super Cup kind of thing, the Super League? Well, they, well, they were against it. They were so against the, it. Yeah. Basically, so, this is them trying to get a Super League going, but an even yes. more expanded Super League. So it's not just European. And, Super but once League. every four years is not a is not a league. Yeah, right? no. League, so, but, but the thing uh, is, is are, are they like will these teams that they were they shot down will they join? That that thing, or will they be bitter against it? Or will well, they not? It depends on how they well, how they how they do this. I, yeah. I think I think basically they're they're trying to say, look, we have the best 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 thing in the world for national teams, or what's perceived to be the best. We want to add that to what's perceived to be the best thing for club, which is the Champions League, and do it, but do it once every four years. I I mean, it'll be really awkward if they don't do like say it's every four years. They say, okay, the four previous continental champions make up those 24 teams plus a host team or two or whatever it's those other whatever say let's say six or seven teams and how they get in that that is going to be the awkward part because if they just say if they just say choose their favorites or or maybe who knows maybe they'll have a playoff for it or something or maybe <laughs> it'll be the, maybe it'll be the runners up <laughs> Some of the runners up, or but also if like a team goes on a run, like Real Madrid has done in in recent history, or Ajax or Bayern in the seventies, like you might have one team that wins multiple years, and then mm-hmm. how does that work for slots? And so that part, I think that's the part where things are going to get interesting with this, is how they actually decide who's in because it can't it can't be sorry, I don't know that it should be simply. Uh, those who qualify on merit and then those who qualify because they're the world's biggest teams. And I say that as someone as a fan of like arguably like the third largest club in in, in the world in a financial sense and one of one of if not the largest in, in a member sense. So um yeah. Uh, it sounds to me it, it by the end of it, it sounds to me a lot gonna be like you guys probably don't follow college football at all, but they have like a like this year they have a 14 playoff. And they're basically, if you're undefeated, you're in. But if you're not undefeated, somebody chooses you, like a voting panel. Well, that that was always the thing. I have followed college football a little bit, but I never understood how some of the teams got into the national championship game because some teams were undefeated and other ones weren't. But then, well, sometimes sometimes the top two teams wouldn't even play each other, and whoever uh, they they vote at the end of the year who wins the championship for the college. Now it's at least head to head. Yeah, so at least that is better. I mean, yeah. for, for the Club World Cup, I, I'm i cautiously excited by it in that I genuinely think this could be a fantastic tournament and it could be a really meaningful tournament because I will always prefer club football over international football. It's just how, how yeah. I've been brought up and it's just what I appreciate more. So... Now, the now, possibility the is, of, of an actual Club World Cup excites me. You, you guys said I'm just I'm just like frustrated because there's so many tournaments, like even the MLS tournaments, multiple leagues that they have it's internally and stuff like that. It's just getting there's too much for me. Um, the you said it was playing in Morocco. This year's in Morocco, yes. Oh, I know. Okay, so what what's the 2025? Do you think well, that that's what they still got in, to in, to solve? Do you think it'll be in North America to kind of set up the World Cup? Kind I of would think it, it has will to be. be. It has I think to be. it has to be because yeah. in the past, the Confederations Cup was always like the warm-up event for the World Cup hosts right. uh, until that got changed for obviously money purposes as well. So I, I thought right away when I heard this, oh yeah, I think this will, will definitely be in America and Canada, maybe Mexico as well, just as a warm-up Canada. event for the World Cup. 
This hurts Canada though, Canada, USA, and Mexico because they were they're not going to be playing a Confederations Cup then. So that yeah, that well, I mean the Confederations well. Cups basically. I mean it. it well, it, you, it's remember gone. there was remember there was a talk that it might come back. That that was me kind of speculating more oh, than anything. Okay. I thought, but, I thought, yeah, that was I thought like, you heard it from somewhere. No, we were just kind of speculating on the show. I uh, mean, th- this would be a good warm-up tournament, certainly, for the, right. the three United teams. What might go against that, though, is they might say, because it looks like American Canada is going to be bidding now to actually host Copa America in 2024, oh, not yeah. just take part in it, that they might say, well, that there's your warm-up tournament, there's your chance to do all that at Copa America, we're going yeah. to give the Club World Cup to, to someone else. It'll probably be Europe. My guess would be Europe if it's not North America. See, North America, I think, makes a lot of sense, though, because so many of these clubs around the world want to capture the American market. Like, let's be honest, oh. they don't care about the Canadian market. They want yeah. the American market. They want that American money. Maybe even get some American owners involved down the line, all that kind that, of stuff. And that's why they do these tournaments, like these uh, preseason tournaments. Well, that, in, yeah, I mean, that's Asia, why they've always North come America. over here. Yeah. yeah. So it's either going to be here or Asia, I, I would think. Oh, the Asia makes sense. Too. Yeah. My, my big concern over it, which is why I'm just cautiously excited about it, is the, the phrase that was used, which could just have been a throwaway phrase, but we know FIFA, they don't do throwaway phrases. The will be invited part of the of what Infantino said, because I don't want it to be like the Champions League, where you get four teams from the English Premier, four Bundesliga teams to to get into it, just because they're the biggest teams, as Zach was saying. These teams have to have got there by merit for this to be a truly meaningful tournament, and I mean it makes sense. If you've got the 2023, 2024, 2025 Champions League winners in Europe, if you've got, depending on the, obviously they play at different times a year, 2023, 2024 winners of the other Champions League around the world, all of that is fantastic and they're in by merit. I would also say maybe whoever has won the English Premier League for two, the last two years before the tournament or the Bundesliga for two years, so the top leagues around the world. Okay. I had a I had a look on a... like th- This would be my ideal thing. You look at the top 20 leagues in the world, and whoever the reigning champion is in those leagues get to go to the Club World Cup. Now, MLS is featured in the top 20 leagues. The problem is, whilst looking at that, I found four different websites that had completely different rankings for what they felt were the top leagues in the world. So you've got Mm. to kind of get a consensus as to what makes a top 20 league in the world. And you can't have like the English Premiership and the English Championship, because in some of those top 20 lists, they were both in it. Well, I'm sure FIFA will come up with the rankings and a sponsor for that ranking uh, before the tournament. Yeah. Pepsi, rival Coca-Cola. Exactly. I mean, it it does have the makings of a good tournament, though. But I mean, right away there's been pushback on it, and FIFA Pro, the general FIFA Professional Players Union, has reacted very negatively to it. And there's been a, a lot sure of players would. coming out from from various unions talking about the stress it puts on the player, and that they don't care about the welfare of the players. And that that is true to an extent, but then a lot of these teams are going to play these high-profile preseason friendlies in America and in, yep. in Asia, 
and there's not a but big pushback about that. But that's but that's where you do. First of all, one's more competitive, one's not. You can do multiple yeah, substitutions, so you don't have to do the other one. Uh, the other one, the other situation there is they don't have to share the money with anybody, the clubs, when they do these preseason tournaments, and they get to do whatever they want. They could run their own schedule. If you go with FIFA, you're going to be doing it every like what three days or four days a game or something like that or mm. whatever it is. And 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 that's the other thing is like you. you that's where I was talking about. Do these teams are these teams going to deny or or refuse the invitation? Like you got teams like Real Madrid, Manchester City, all these teams that want to are more interested in the Champions League, and they realize that maybe they don't need the money. Maybe they can make money somewhere else. And do they want to go to this thing where it maybe harms them the next year to try to win the Champions League? For me, the Champions League is going to be more of a of a bigger prestige tournament than anything else. Yeah, it's run over a full season. Talking of Champions League, though, the good aspect to this idea, though, is it's going to make things like the CONCACAF Champions League and the the Asian Champions League a lot more prestigious because teams are going to be like, oh, if we can win this, we're, we're at this. And although they know that they're going to be at that just now, this is a much bigger thing for them to be at than a 7 or 8 oh, team sure. yeah. tournament. Well, so I, I think you're going to get, like, other than the, I would say, like, the, the top five European clubs, or the leagues, um, uh, you're going to get everybody else showing up. Like everybody else will show up for this tournament. It's the those top five teams and the, the, those top five leagues. Sorry, and those top five leagues, those teams from that leagues, they're the ones that people want to see. So if yeah. they don't show up, and you're going to get maybe the third or fourth place team from the league or fifth, uh, I, it's not going to be as money making as people think it will be. An interesting thing about one of the leagues, La Liga, has strongly come out against it. And they're considering taking legal action to prevent it. But, so we'll see but how if that you think goes. of it, Spain, legal action, football, it kind of goes <laughs> hand in hand with everything. Yeah. Has Messi ever paid his taxes? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. About that. You, got end, that. But... you got the whole, uh, well, what team were coming to Miami to play that one time? Oh, there was legal yes, action there. Yes. So there's like, they, 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 they're, they're usual legal action for that kind of stuff. I mean, we'll, we'll see how all this plays out. Let us know your thoughts on it. Would you be excited by a, a Club World Cup, especially if it was held over here in North America? Does it have to be meaningful and you've got proper qualification for it to, to really tick your boxes? Or would you not care if it's just a giant invitational tournament? And how would it affect a league like MLS if it's played in the summer and it's played over here? Oh, Do they I have to suspend the league? like they're doing for the League's Cup. What about your champion if it's from MLS? It's like they've got a whole month potentially that they can't play league games either. And then what if they got to go to Europe to play? And everything? Yeah, fixture backlogs. So there's a lot of this to get thrashed out. Obviously, it's not due to take part in 25. But yeah, I, I, it's potentially exciting. And I'm cautiously welcoming it, even if some others are. But let us know your thoughts. AFD in Canada on Twitter. AFD in Canada at hotmail.com. I think after that football chat, it's time for a Flash Five. Flash Five. Rank it, baby. Five to one. And we're going to bring you three Flash Fives in the show this evening. And this one, with it being our Christmas special, 
is Christmas themed. And this is one that, that Steve suggested, so we're going to let him kick it off. We, we talk a lot on this show about people's favourite Christmas songs and Christmas traditions, and we've covered everything under the sun, basically. But one thing we haven't really done, we, we've touched on it, but we've never kind of really nailed down what our favourite Christmas movies are. So we're going to do each of our five favourite Christmas movies, and I'm going to be interested to see how you view a Christmas movie as well. But as this was Steve's idea, I want Steve to, to kick yeah. this one off. So I, I, I did it a little bit differently, and uh, because I felt like if I did my top five, there'd be all the old ones. Um, so I wanted to in- incorporate some of the new movies. So what I did was I did my favorite movie from the uh, each of the last few decades. So oh, favorite movie nice. from the 2010s, 2000, favorite movie from 90s, 80s, and, and then 70s and earlier. So I'll start with the earliest ones. Uh, uh, my favorite movie of the 2010s actually came out about three years ago. It's an animated movie. It's called Klaus. And oh, it's, it's, yes. it's on Netflix. Yes. Very good movie. I think it's got Jason Schwartzman and J.K. Simmons in it. A bunch of other. You actually um, hear. Um, oh, uh, oh my God! Why am I me- messing up? Uh, his forgetting his name. Um, the, the the comedian that Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald's in it mm-hmm. as well. Um, so great cast. You you recognize them once you hear the voices, but you wouldn't even know it otherwise. Um, that is a um, really good film. We we watched yeah. that I think last year. Loved it. Uh, 2000s, um, pretty easy in this one. It's hard to, uh, like, to, but it's almost hard to debate it, but for me, it's Elf. Um, I was yeah. thinking Love Actually as well. I, I kind of like that movie, for the, but I think uh, Elf is probably my favorite from the 2000s. 90s, very hard a decade to find a good movie. But, uh, like, there, were, there wasn't that many selections from, but the one I selected was The Muppet Christmas Carol. I, I enjoyed that one. Was that the 90s? It was in the 90s. Wow, yeah. if you'd oh, asked me, I would have thought it would have been the thank 80s. God, thank God it was the 90s because I would have had to pick Home Alone otherwise because that was the only one I really had an idea for. And I, I would have picked that because Jan Candy. Uh, I, I, one of my oh, yes. Um, 1980s. Now, this was a toss-up for me. And this is where you might say, is this actually a Christmas movie? Uh, it was between Trading Places and yep. Scrooged. Mm. Uh, from Bill Murray, Scrooged. Love and both I of would, those. I went with Trading Places. I, I enjoy that movie. Classic. Again, not very much of a Christmas. It, it, it occurred during Christmas. It's kind of similar to Die Hard, uh, but it, it is uh, there. Um, and then in the uh, before the seventies and before, um, I I think I've talked about this before. It's a Wonderful Life. Um, okay. I tried to go so something different, but that's the one for me earlier. Those are my top five. One for me every decade and before. I, I like those. I, I'm just looking at mine. I've got four different decades in mine, as it as it turns out. But I like okay. the way that you did that. Let's let's go to Zach's next, Mister Christmas himself, <laughs> jolly man with a big red face. So, do you want me to go five down or um, whichever down? way you want? But if you, I, however I didn't you want to do it, I didn't, I didn't care about ranking them because they're all okay. I feel like really well, good movies. I'll, I'll get to go maybe favorite down, like first down. So for me, um, I I want to choose something that's like the you know tied into the meaning of the season so uh, i went with a, a movie called the nativity story it's like a depiction of the first christmas is um, it claymation or it was it no uh, it's like it's live action i know there's a claymation one too no it's live action it actually okay. jo- joseph is played by oscar isaac in it oh really okay yeah well, so it's recent 
Yeah, it's in the last oh, 10, 10 I, years or so. Okay. Maybe maybe 12. No, yeah, it's it's definitely since 2010, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoy that. I, I, uh, a tangential one to that. Um, have you guys ever heard of The Chosen? I've heard of the movie. I don't okay. recall it. It's not a movie. It's not a movie. So. It's a, it's a oh. series. Oh, okay. So the, the, the Chosen... The Chosen is a, a series that was like an app. It was an app-based series. It's now season one is now on Netflix, and it's this kind of the story of of Jesus and his his life and stuff. And they did like a pilot that was like like a twenty five minute twenty twenty five minute thing, and they've done a follow up one that's like a half an hour. That are the story of the Christmas, but it's not like technically a movie. But that's like uh, an honorable mention for number one. So Nativity Story number one, I, I got to go with. Um, Number two for me is I agree with Steve. There's just something special I think about uh, watching with family, particularly my stepdad. Um, it's a wonderful life. Like it's just it's a kind of timeless kind of class. Oh, for sure. Um, it's 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 hard for me to miss it every Christmas. Like I, I I and it doesn't for some reason it doesn't feel right to watch it other times of the year. So I always save it for Christmas to watch it then. Yeah, I I love black and white movies and TV programs. I th I think there's just something magical about them. Yeah, and yeah, that film. I think because it's in black and white, just makes it all the more special. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my uh, my next two, oh my next three are all kind of like funny, kind of modern, kind of Christmas movies. Steve said two of them already. Oh, uh, so I well, no, no, one's not on your list. Uh, no. I, I'm going to go with uh, th th number three for me is going to be Elf. Like, yeah, Elf has yeah. got a lot of great parts to it, and it's really really funny, and our kids love watching it every year, and. Uh, so I'll go with that. Number four for me, as Steve, you said this, mentioned this one sort of more in a negative light. It's more, it's not because it's a great movie or whatever. Um, but yeah, Home Alone, we, we just, Home Alone is so classic. Oh, I don't, I don't, I know, I don't mind Home Alone, but I just felt like it was just like, it was too easy of an answer. That's why I want, I like yeah, going with okay. something different. Yeah, I know. Like we watch it every year. Um, there's a massive Lego set of the of the McAllister house from uh, season, or the first two. There's six Home Alone movies. I don't know if you know there's six. I did but, not know that. Yeah, there's no, six. No, I, I knew of four, but I the, didn't the, know there the, were six. The third... There's the one third, that Scarlett Johansson is in one of them. Yeah, she's in the third one, I think. Because uh, did I just do one last year as well? Yeah, there's a new one. Yeah, because yeah, Ashlyn B, a uh, Irish comedian, I, I likes in it. Yeah, three, four, and five are not great. But six is watchable because there's one tie into the original, at least, um, and is new, so it's kind of interesting. But yeah, so Home Alone before I think four four for me is a little bit. It's a comedy that's got you know some humor that's maybe not on my alley, but I just remember watching it uh, when it came out, um, and I've watched it a number of years since then. It's it's a movie called um, called uh, Four Christmases with uh, oh Vince I've Hunt. heard of that one. Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. yeah. The, essentially, the premise is they, they're a couple and they ignore their family at Christmas by telling their family they're going on, like, they're going to, like, some far off place around the world to, like, help orphans or whatever. And then their, their, their flight to go to Fiji or whatever gets, gets like, they can't go because it's foggy or something. They're from San Francisco and it gets foggy. And, and, and there's, like, a news crew at the, at the airport. And so they get caught on TV. And so their whole family sees that they're on TV going somewhere tropical and not to like help orphans like they told them. And so then they have to spend the day going to four Christmases at like his dad, her mom, 
his mom, her dad, kind of at the four places. Oh, okay. and it's just, it's got some, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's more, it's not like an amazing movie or anything. It's just kind of nostalgic for me. I've never, never seen that one. Home, Home Alone, I, I can't think of Home Alone without obviously thinking of Macaulay Culkin, and I can't think of Macaulay Culkin without thinking of a video that he did for a Sonic Youth song called oh. Sunday. And if you've never seen that video, it's very disturbing. If you watch that video, you'll never be able to look at Macaulay Culkin the same way. A bunch, a couple of my buddies growing up were big into Sonic Youth, but I, I've never seen that. It's just basically him kissing a girl, but it's just disturbing. It's just something he, about his he, face. Him and his brother are kind of weird dudes. Yeah. They're, they're both. In I the think movie. his brother is actually more, like, I, I remember watching him in Skull Pilgrim and he was pretty good at there. Like his brother is more, somewhat it, more stable because I don't think he was as famous. As well, his brother's kept right? on going, right? He's in one of the, I forget what show he's I think in. they're both, I think they're both good now. I think about even Macaulay Culkin, he's he's good. Like I don't think he's his, like as, as bad as it was before. For him. I, I think I saw like a clip of his brother hosting Saturday Night Live this year or last yeah. year or something. But he was he was kind of weird. So my five, I'm gonna go five to one, and I wanted to have because I've spoken before that for Caitlin and me, um, a Christmas Carol is a, a huge part yes. of our yeah. thing because our very first Christmas we spent together, we went to San Francisco and we saw it at the Ooh. the act theatre company that put it on every year in San Francisco and Seattle. So every year we try and watch a version of A Christmas Carol, whether live, whether a, a movie, a TV show, whatever it is. Um, we, we've already watched the the musical version that I think is on Netflix. Um, it's an animated musical that's this year. And I think we might watch Spirited on, on Apple as well just to, to round that out. I wanted to have a version of Christmas Carol in my top five, but I couldn't nail it down to just one film that I liked. Like, I loved Scrooged that uh, Steve was talking about with, with Bill Murray as well. And I like Scrooge, the 1951 Alistair Sim version mm. of it. That has to be the black and white version, not the colorized version. Yeah. But I think because we watch a different version every year, and sometimes we, we go back and revisit them, but it's not one that I watch year after year, so I don't have a particular favourite. So I didn't make my top five. But here is my top five. Number five, from 2004, Polar Express. Oh, nice. Just I, I really love the that. It's just simple animation. It's just very heartwarming. Uh, I, I love it. I, I, can I admit something to Polar Express? Mm. It, it kind of creeped me out, the animation. Uh, maybe why Some I Some people... Like it. Some people, it, it, like the animation creeps, like it, it was kind of like uh, jarring a little bit. And when I saw the trailer, so I never actually watched the movie. So I don't know if the movie's any good, but the animation kind of like looked funny to me. That's why I never watched it. See, Polar Express, it wasn't a book or a story that when I was a kid was around. So I didn't know anything about it until I saw the film. And it, it's just, it, it's wonderful. I, I just love it. So my number four is another animated film um this is a short film so i'm stretching it here because it's only like 25 minutes maybe from 1982 the snowman it's I, I've, I've not heard of that one see it's a big uk thing and it is around oh, the world okay. um because let me just watch this documentary about it because it's the 40th anniversary of it this year uh i won't spoil it for you 
But it's a very good but very sad film about a snowman and a little boy. There was a follow-up made called Snow Dog that's even sadder. Um, Is it similar to Frosty, like I'm assuming, if it's you're saying sad? Yes. Yeah, okay. You, you can imagine why a film about an actual snowman would, would be sad. <laughs> but it's a it's a fantastic thing. If you've never seen it, check it out. And the music What's it called again? It, the Snowman. The snowman. The snow, yeah. The music from it's iconic, Walking in the Air. And there's a really good spoof uh, Iron Brew advert featuring the snowman as well. I looked at it. It's, oh, yeah, it's 82. I, I, it's, I didn't realize that. Well, I didn't realize because I never seen it, but David Bowie's in it, apparently. Well, he presented the North American or the American version uh, of it okay, because gotcha. they felt they needed something to spice it up a little bit. It's all getting like a bigger name. Yeah, so they've oh, okay, got him introducing sense. it. He's pretending that he's the little boy and it all grown up. The animation looks very good. Like, though the still animation, if it's the same as the actual moving animation. Yeah, it, it, it's... It's just an all-time classic. It's a short yeah. film, so I'm stretching yeah. it to say to allow it. Number three is a weird one. I've spoken about it on the show before, and I know a number of folk won't have seen it. It's from 1964. It's often voted one of the worst films ever made. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. I have heard of this one. I have it on I have DVD. Actually, I've, never, I've never watched it, but I've heard of it. In, in short, the premise is... Um, there's some Martians that are obsessed with uh, Earth TV and they want to have a Santa Claus figure on Mars so they kidnap the actual Santa Claus and then it all goes tits up once he gets there. Yeah, I, I know that they, I remember, cause I, I do remember the poster and the poster is like the classic, like old school movie Hollywood poster. Oh, it's total B-movie style. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Uh, if you like, I think if you like the Ed Wood type movies, you'll probably like this one, right? I'm assuming. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I yeah, am yeah, a big fan sure. of Ed Wood as well. Yeah, yeah. Number two is Elf. Uh, don't need to say any more than that. You guys have covered it. Absolutely yeah, wonderful. I, can, I can watch that every single year. Yeah. And the number one, and I know some folk might not think of this as a Christmas movie. I know it's not Die Hard. <laughs> a Nightmare Before Christmas. To me, uh, it's a Christmas no. movie because it's got Christmas in the title. I, I would say it's a Christmas movie, it's for that reason. I first saw it at Halloween um, in a, a theatre in Hollywood in, in LA, and it was magnificent. It had t- a, a person playing the real live organ in the theatre. It was an old-fashioned theatre. It was absolutely wonderful. I've loved it ever since. I have a whole load of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff around the house. That is our Christmas movie Flash Fives. Let us know what yours are as well. The usual place, AFT in Canada on Twitter. Love to know what Christmas movies make the grade for you. But that is it for this part of the AFT in Soccer Show. We're going to be back talking some World Cup, but not Club World Cup, the Country World Cup in the next part. We'll be playing another couple of games and we're going to kick it off with the song that's made it to number five in AFTN's Festive 15. Hi, I'm Johnny Russell and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show.
Welcome back to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio 101.9 FM. And kicking off this part, it's the song that's made it to number five in AFTN's Festive 15 English band Suede. Their second entry in the Festive 15. I've got to be honest, I 
could have had a number of their songs from their latest album, Auto Fiction, the top 15. But I did want to try and mix it up a bit. But there's so many good tracks on this album. It was released in September. Highly recommend checking it out. This is the second track on the album. That was Personality Disorder. But let's get into the games to kick off part three as well. We've got two more rounds of Outburst for you guys to play. So you know the rules by now. I'm going to give you a category. There's 10 points up for grabs. At the end of the first round that we played in part two, Zach holds a a 9-5 to lead, but that can switch in a minute because there's an easier round in this and there is a, a tougher round, I feel. So Steve lost the toss, so he gets to choose whether he wants the, what category he wants. So I'm actually going to give you the two categories, Steve, because I'm saying that one of them is easier than the other, but it might not be for you. So I'll give you the two categories and you can choose what one you want. Do you want to name the first 10 European Cup winners or do you want to name 10 of the 11 Club World Cup winners? I feel the easier oh. one is the 10 European Cup winners. Uh, uh, yeah, but you've already given him the category. He can think of it the whole time while he's doing it. Um, I'll take the European Cup. Excellent. So... I don't I don't think either one's easy for me, personally. You just have to... I, I'll give you a little clue because you're behind. Just shout out some big European teams. Yeah, obviously I'm going to. That's what I'm going to do. That's... Yes. And don't forget, you can play along at home if you want to pause the the podcast. You can pause it, shout out your answers and see how you do in the minute. So Steve, the European Cup was played up until the 1991-92 season when it sadly became the, the Champions League. So I'm looking for the first 10 teams to lift the trophy And I'll give you a clue. It encompasses the finals that were played from 1956 up to 1978. Right in my wheelhouse. Yes. I was born in 76. But there you go. Because there there were some teams that went on momentous runs. And if you're paying. This is too easy. I know. If you're paying attention to the last part, it's like a little bit of a a giveaway of some of these answers from Zach. So, Steve, your minute starts now. Uh, Bayern, um, yes. um, Real Madrid, Barcelona, yes. um, no. PSV Eindhoven, no. um, Feyenoord, um, yes. uh, um, uh, Liverpool, yes. uh, Chelsea, no, probably not nope. Chelsea, uh, Manchester United, yes. um, um, why am I drawing blanks? Oh, AC Milan, Inter yes. Milan, yes. um, there's probably another one in there too. I'm almost 30 sure. 30 seconds. I can't think of the... How many do I have seven, I seven scores. You've got three to go. Um, There's another... Juventus. Juventus? Nope. Uh, oh, no? Okay. Um, I don't think there's any French clubs. Um, I'm starting to borsure it would not be one of them. Um, 10 Leeds, seconds. Leeds nope. maybe... No, that was um, a good shout there, but no. Nope. Um, five. Arsenal? Nope. Um, Time is up. Seven points scored. That is not bad. That has put you in the lead. But this can is I, a chance now to can see. I ask for, can I ask for one clear? Like, can I ask? I, I think there's a one, a, a, a significant one that he missed. 
but I'm not sure if he missed it. Can I ask if he if because there's one I if he missed this, I know it's on the list. Okay. Or can you sorry? Can you recap the ones he got? Right. I'll, yeah, I'll tell you the seven yeah. that he got. So he got AC Milan, Bayern Munich, Feyenoord, Inter Milan, Liverpool, Man United, Real Madrid. But can I and I can only get one bonus point? Yes, just one. Okay, I'll take the easy one. It's Ajax. Yes. That was one of the teams you mentioned. Is, I was wait, thinking wait, about wait. Ajax. So that's, that's the, I couldn't remember which one he mentioned. I knew he mentioned the Dutch team. Is is it, is is is, um, is Benfica on there? It is, yeah. That was the one I thought you wouldn't get. Sorry, I, I, went, I froze it for a second. Is Benfica on the list? Yes, that was the one I thought you wouldn't get. Yeah, and then... Is Celtic on there? Yes, the yeah. first oh. UK club yeah. to win the European Cup. So that category would have been a lot easier. Yes, because this is this is a tough one, Steve. So you've picked the right one. So Zach, there's been eleven teams that have won the Club World Cup from yeah. 2000 to 2021. Obviously, Seattle Sounders will become the twelfth team next year. Ah, I hope not. So there's eleven on this list. You can only score a maximum of ten, and your minute starts now. Bayern Munich, Real Madrid. Yes, Chelsea. Yes. yes. Uh Man United? Yes. Uh, um Liverpool? Yes. Um Who else? 40 uh, seconds. Who were the non-Europeans? Um who else? Oh, Barcelona? Yes. Uh, six scored. Boca, uh, Boca Boca Juniors. No. Uh, Corinthians. Oh yes, well done. Uh, um, Fifteen seconds to go. Seven scored. No, no, no. Um, man. Five seconds to go. Time is up. Seven yeah, scored, taking bad. you to 17 now. There's four teams left here, Steve. You've got a chance you to steal tell me a which point. ones he, he repeated again? Yes. So the seven that he got were Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Chelsea, Corinthians, Liverpool, Man United, Real Madrid. And now can you give me the four he didn't get? The four oh, he didn't get where? <laughs> um, <laughs> No, this, no, this, this is one that was in my head, but it was it's a non-European one. Um, uh, I, but I'm probably wrong. Flamenco? No, but that wow. was a good guess. So, AC the other Milan. One, the, oh, the AC other one Milan, I was, of course. Yeah. The other one I was thinking about was, uh, uh, I don't know if he said this one. Um, oh, the other one in Argentina. I can't remember. Forget it. Go ahead. Oh, oh River, not, River Plate? Yeah. It's not, no, it's, it's not. Oh, yeah. So, AC Plate. Milan and Inter Milan have both won it. Oh, of I should have gone to Italy. See, them, them, them not making the World Cup really threw me off on that one. Inter from Brazil or Inter, Internacional yeah. to give them. And Sao Paulo. Yeah. I can't believe I... Oh, so two Brazilian, two Italians. So yeah. did I lose because of that? No, no you, you've, got seven, you've got 17 oh. points. Steve has got 12. So we're pretty much where we were to start this round. But we've got one more round of outbursts to go. And we're going to play it in this part, because I've got something else lined up for part four. So this time, Zach, you can... Actually, Steve's behind, so we'll let 
let Steve call. Heads or tails? Tails. And it is tails. Oh, so you get to go first. Now, I'm not giving you the categories this time. And this is proper outburst rules in that there could be more than 10 things that you could say for these categories, but I've only got 10 things written down. So I'm looking for these 10 specific things. So do you want A or do you want B? Are they both equally the same? Or I, I, I would say that they're both very, very guessable. B. 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 Okay. So B, your things I am looking for are, in one minute, can you name 10 things you might find in a football stadium? Your time starts now. Players, referees, yes. soccer ball, net, uh, uh, post, uh, uh, linesmen, uh, benches, seats, supporters, fans, uh, uh, stadium, um, announcers, uh, flags, uh, uh, concessions, beer. Um, you've got seven. Eight. Uh, Sorry, you've got eight. Uh, uh, Lines, photographers, uh, 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 journalists, um, uh, computers, uh, <laughs> seats of pennants, flags, uh, uh, banners, uh, supporters, fans, uh, uh, capos. Um, 15 seconds to go. Uh, how many left? Two to go. Uh, um, uh, 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 Nathan Vanstone. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Three, two, one, time's up. So, that was eight from the ten that I've got written down here. Can you read the list? I'm going to read. So, this is what I've given to to Steve. Uh, Concessions stroke food I had. Uh, Corner flags. uh, Dugout stroke subs bench. uh, Fan stroke supporters. Football. Goals. Players. And seats. So I've got two things left that I wrote down. And Steve's moved up to 20 uh, points after that. Shoot. I'm going to oh, say... Then, then Zach's easy going to win this one. No, no. I'm going to say cameras. No. The other two that I had down, which I will listen back in case you said this. I forgot how manic this game was. Because see, when you're playing this at home and the person's just shouting things out, you're like, ah. Because you've got to read things off a listening yeah, yeah. ticket. So I don't think you said pitch. No, I don't think I did. I might he, said have lines. Said he, he said lines. Yeah. No, I said lines. And I don't I think you said... said toilets. No. No, definitely not. Oh, okay. the loo. So, I, thought, I thought like broadcast cameras were going to be yeah. on Yeah. I didn't even think of some of the things that Steve said. So this is, this is I love this game. I might dig it out and play it over Christmas with Caitlin. Just so I'm trailing by five? You're trailing oh. by three. Three? Oh, You're, three. You just need oh. four points to win. Yes. And this... If you don't get all 10 of these, I'll be stunned. N- no pressure. <laughs> Remember, you can play along at home. You can just pause and yell at wherever you listen to this for a minute. If you're in the car, just yell at your car for a minute. I, I like to picture that in traffic. Yeah, you're probably stuck anyway, so you might yeah, as well Yeah, that's true. And to be honest, I yell in my car for a minute when I'm driving around Vancouver. So, Zach, you've got one minute to give me 10 things a referee might have on them during a game. And your time starts now. Glasses, 
<laughs> that cane that the blind people use um guide dog sorry your guide dog no uh yellow card red card yes. pen or pencil yes a uh, whistle yes um uh, they, ha they have the earpiece with the yes. microphone uh, sh uh cleats socks shorts shirt watch. Jersey, kit watch. yeah watch don't help him uh, but yes uh what else that's uh, six you've got only six on him underwear uh, Oh yeah, underwear. No, twenty-five uh, seconds. Jockstrap, jockstrap. Uh, laws. He wouldn't have the laws game. He has the the thing where he records all the, the lozenge, lozenges. No, where he records all the the the, the bookings in. Yeah, um, that's the card. Yeah, but, yeah, but what, what else would you write something like that in? A book. Little, it's a little pocket a book. Oh yeah, well, no notebook. Nope. I'll give you that. Five seconds to go. Uh, what else does the ref have? And time Is up. Two pay. Two pay. So that was seven points scored. That what did I get? Read, Twenty-four. Read what I got. So you got earpiece. Okay. Notebook, pen, stroke pencil, red card, watch, yellow card. Oh, you only got six. That's seven. I still win. It's still one. <laughs> Is it? I think it's seven. No, it's six. Because let me see. There's that. There's that. Oh, you might oh, have said something yeah. that you didn't catch. Either. There's four left. This is four left. Steve, if you name all four, I'll give you this four points and you've won. <laughs> there's no way I could name all four. Um, okay. Because he named a lot of stuff. And I think I gave some of his stuff too. Um, so I will say, geez, did, like, what else would he have? Um, uh, the, um, the goal thing that tells you the goal went in. Yes. Uh, that's one of them. Uh, um, that's a part of his, okay. oh, he wears a wristwatch for the time and he wears the watch to indicate uh, yeah, that yeah, he goes yeah. over the line. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, socks. No. Uh, cleats. No, he's already said okay. those. Yeah. I forget that then. Go ahead. <laughs> Whistle, he said. Yes, whistle. whistle. I said, I said whistle. Said whistle. Oh, that he was the whistle. seventh one you got then. Okay, so yeah, he said whistle. Through. All right, okay. Well, what's the other ones? Forget it. I don't want to go anymore. Oh, the oh, coin. the coin, a coin, and a I spray don't think he keeps can. It on him. And a what? Oh, spray oh, can. Oh, yeah, the, the foam can. Damn MLS. Yes, I enjoyed that. That was fun. So for got... you, I got a stomachache now. Wait, do wait, do I get a Mars bar for winning? How does this work? Next time I see you, I'll give you a Mars bar. If I can ever dig my car out. Well, you're which... Scottish, so can I get a deep fried? I'll be a, a, probably a, a fun size Mars bar. <laughs> Although I, I, want... I keep I keep those for Caitlin. I want a family size. <laughs> I, I, I want, want a, a family. Pack. I want a family size Mars bar. It's just it's never never been forthcoming. Ah, that was fun. That was to, to me Christmas time. Lots of games. I, I enjoy playing games. At, any time of year, but Christmas time, I think it's always a bit special. That's what it's kind of like in the, the McCall household. But what is a, a Steph LeBay Christmas like? Well, let's find out, shall we? So, what would be a LeBay family Christmas? What's a LeBay family Christmas like? 
Well, right now, I would say it would be um, my partner and I wake up and we have our own little Christmas together with our dogs. Uh, and then we always like to go outdoor skating. Um, so wherever we can find some outdoor ice, we'll go skating, whether it's out in the mountains or just like a nearby park. There's always little like um, ovals or something um, flooded. So we'll go for a little outdoor skate, no matter how cold it is. It might be five minutes. It might be an hour. Uh, and then after that, we typically yeah go and hang out with family, with nieces and nephews, and um, just really enjoy being around our family. Uh, you know, typically as as athletes, we're only home at Christmas for very short amounts of time, and we're not here for most of the, the rest of the year. So um, it's always been a time that's just been like really nice to be with family and to be able to like relax with them, put your feet up, and just enjoy being around them. And if you could get a football related Christmas present this year under the tree. What would your dream football present be? Oh, dream football related present. I got a pretty epic one last year. It was a, pu a personalized puzzle, which was like a photo of um, our team on the podium. Oh. So that was a pretty good one I got last year. Uh, this year, I don't know if I could ask for one what it would be. Um, it's a great question. I don't know. I don't know if I have an answer for that. The best thing I could think of is I have one of the game balls from Tokyo, maybe getting that like framed in a nice little glass thing. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then we always play some Christmas music on our Christmas specials as well. Is there a, a song for you that just captures everything about Christmas? Ooh, uh, I would say my like go-to playlist is anything by Pentatonix. I absolutely love them. So I would say they're like a acapella group um, oh. and their their Christmas album is amazing. So by them. And then, I mean, you have to go the classic Mariah Carey. Um, that one always gets people in the spirit and singing. Um, but yeah, so one of the two. I, I will dig something out from them. That's fantastic. Great to hear there from the general manager of Whitecaps Women's Soccer and Canadian Women's National Team legend, Steph LeBay, giving us a little insight into what a LeBay family Christmas is like. 
And the music that you heard at the end there was the a cappella band that Stephanie LaBee mentioned there, Pentatonics. Got to say a band I wasn't familiar with, but checked out a few of their things after Steph talked about it there. And that was one of my favourite Christmas carols that they did, Carol of the Bells. We're going to have a little bit more football chat now, and I, I know what you've thought. The last six weeks, we've talked a lot about the World Cup. I want to talk some more uh, about it, I've, I've got to say. And we're going to turn our attention a little bit now to looking ahead to 2026. Infantino said that they're going to relook at the format of the tournament and they might revert to something that Steve and we were talking about in the last show, which was 12 groups of four instead of yeah. the, the groups of three, which I, I feel the need to do. It is going to be a logistical nightmare, though, to do that. But I, the reason I say that is if you've got 12 groups of four, you've got your 12 winners going through, and then your other four is, if you're doing it as the best second-placed finish, that is then all up to the luck of the draw. And I think that's just an absolute logistical nightmare. So what I'm thinking they might look at is 12 groups of four in the first round, and then eight groups of three to decide who makes it to the quarterfinals. And I think that could work. That could work, but they could also do, because they were planning on doing like a round of 32. Yeah, that's uh, They could do the top two teams and then eight the top eight third-place teams. I would maybe be better. Again, a lot of it's down to the luck of the draw, but I guess, yeah, that, that could work, round of 32. The, the crazy thing is then you're only eliminating four teams. Actually, yeah. Which is crazy. For, but yeah, I think, uh, you're, I think you're eliminating... You'd be eliminating twelve teams. Yeah, because the fourth. Yeah, you'd, you'd be eliminating oh, sixteen yeah. teams. Yeah. Sixteen. No one, 16, no one yeah. can apparently do math here. The sixteen yeah. new rubbish teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so Scotland will be out. Yeah, but uh, I, I oh, think teams, yeah. what Steve says makes more sense because Mike doing mm. that way you take away knockout games and they love the knockout games. The no, one thing they are well wh- on the whole they're exciting. Whatever you think about the the rest of this World Cup, the one thing is most of the group games actually meant something and were yeah. Like, the really last good. days were tremendous. And even even when you had a team like so I went to like you know Portugal South Korea Portugal's through but that game was everything to South Korea man. Yeah. Or or um I, I was at even uh, they had a chance. I was at Cameroon Brazil. That was one game was at Lucille. And oh, that, that game meant so everything. That meant everything to Cameroon yeah. man. It was crazy. Um and so you you, sure, you mean, might have some teams playing as more of a second lineup against the yeah. first but at least it means something I, I still have big questions about 2026 with the, the quality because it's like you want quality over quantity but they, they seem to be going for the quantity and that's not going to change and, it's going to be 48 and, that, but... and, and the thing is you're going to have uh, like in this in this tournament uh, I feel and a lot of other people have said that the reason why you got a lot of upsets is it's mid-season and 2026 yeah. is going to be the end of the season and that's where a lot of the stronger nations well, might have those uh, teams, they're not going to be the mid-season form. But yeah, here, here's the thing. One of the things we were talking about when we were there was like, because you were in the Qatari winter, and because the stadiums were so cool in general, um, that that like helped the, the quality of the football. So will there be a discussion about like, Go, like, do you really want to go back to June and July? In well, I know because if you're looking at like Texas and Florida, yeah. that is going to be horrible conditions as well. Well, even here in June, you can have a, a 30 degree. Oh, yeah, potential. that's true, actually. Because look at the Women's World Cup, it was super hot here and the wildfires and the smoke. And because I, I think it really helped with the play in Qatar and the pressing and the like, it helped the teams 
the fact so that it wasn't start really the tournament hot. in May, and in, in May somehow, and make the season a little bit shorter for the mm. European season. I've enjoyed this being in the winter, and talking to my friends in Scotland, they've loved it as well because yeah, I know the season stopped, but like over there, like here, the weather's not been great. So you're stuck inside and you've got tons of football to watch. So they've they've loved yeah, it. Yeah, but if you're going to call, then if you're going to do winter in some of the places in the States that are open stadium, yeah, I don't think that's going to work either. No, that wouldn't work. Can you ima- right imagine the team from the, the Central America, like in Africa or something, having to play in the snow? I don't think well, that's going to it, it can't be in, it can't be in no. North American winter, but I but think... I, I would say if you, could short, if you could end the, the European and Champions League seasons earlier... Somehow with that one year, and then maybe you can start in May, and and that's maybe a good time. And then by June it'll be over. I don't think they will. Though. I think it still will be June. Yeah. Last thing, just to finish this up. What do you think? And it, we can all chip in on this, but what, what do you think we can learn for twenty twenty six from this World Cup? I don't think so we can I think... learn much. It's... Two different tournaments. It's the one, like like Zach said, it's like you're not going to see this tournament. The next tournament's so spread out compared to the one yeah. that you had here. I, mean, so the, I don't lo- know how much logistically. Then maybe some of the things that could come, like t- ticketing. I guess digital ticketing is going to be the way ahead because it seems to already be that for concerts. And I yeah, hate it because I like having a hard copy. I still print off my ticket when I can print off my ticket. So, like I said, for those first like three or four, uh, maybe three, three or four match days. There was major issues, but after that, it was pretty seamless. Like it was pretty, pretty smooth. Um, the one thing I think, I mean, uh, one thing for me that's important, uh, you know, with a home tournament is uh, this one thing that we need to work with the CSA on is when you're given a list of like prohibited items or things you can't do, you need to understand that that's like more of a, it's more like, it's not like a salary cap. It's like a salary budget. Mm. like because guideline instead of a strict rule yeah exactly because the voyagers in the canadian sports wanted to do a whole bunch of things and they're told you can only do things this size and this way whatever and then of course you get to the tournament and you're like okay uh but how come that country has Mm. how come that country has a brass band and how come that country has banners that are you know four times the size we're allowed and that country has overhead tifo and like whatever. So oh yeah, because I, I saw you were under the Croatian flag yeah. at one point. <laughs> it's under a giant tablecloth. It was crazy. I, I'd also like them to try. I know this is a, a, impossible because they want the ticket sold early before they know who's qualified. But the chance to get countries' fans together and not spread out all over. I just don't know how logistically feasible that is, but it would be ideal. The one thing that could, and I don't know, this is because of the Qataris wanted it or did it or whatever, but. Um, uh, and you know, local vendors might not like this, but they do. They gave out flags. That's why another reason when people are like, "Oh, these these aren't real fans from these countries." It was like, no, they went to a game and they were they were they had the opportunity to get a free flag for for a country, and so they took a free flag for a country and supported that country. Well, yeah, you I, went- I went to the Olympics, Winter Olympics here, and I one of the Paralympic games. It was I think it was the semi final of the sledge hockey, and it was America Japan. Might even have been the final. And the Japanese fans were handing out Japanese flags to everyone so that they could cheer against America. That happens all over. Yeah. When you got through the security and you were in the, the perimeter where all the, you know, the Coke tent and the Laib hype show and the fan shop was, yeah, there was, at every stadium, there was two or three booths where you could line up to get either a small waving flag mm. or a full 
three you know three by five kind of flag uh, of, of either of the yeah oh that that song was playing everywhere it was great yeah i heard it constantly so th there was a, a lot of, of chatter that this World Cup had produced the most shocks of any World Cup. It was listed as 15 shocks overall in Qatar. And I, I'm guessing they're classing a shock. Any low-ranked team being a yeah. high-ranked team is ultimately what they're classing as a shock. So we chatted a little bit about it last time out, some shocks. So I thought, why not turn it into a Flash 5? So we're, we're going to do our Flash 5 of World Cup shocks. I mean, we've kind of uh, approached this in different ways. I've done it from across all the tournaments, but Zach, you just went solely for 2022. You're still yes. living the Qatari dream. Yeah. I riding went, I the went Qatari for, magic carpet. I, I went for each of the, uh, uh, like all over the, all the tournaments. Yeah. So let, let's Actually, get... I didn't I got to exclude, because when Zach said he was doing just for this, I excluded uh, the this tournament just to let him have his own list for for that one so i thought both me, me and yours could be outside i because i none of the upsets in this tournament actually showed up on my top five. Ah, i i've got one so let, let's get zach to kick it off then we'll we'll get his flash five top shocks from the 2022 world cup okay so i actually have kind of two parts to my list so my first part of my list is uh is the top five of the of the group stage so uh in this i'll go five to one is that okay yeah okay so number five i'm gonna go with again uh a game we kind of uh talked about briefly in the in the in the jeopardy but i'm gonna go with um cameroon's uh defeat of brazil at the lucille stadium one nil with uh, vincent abubakar's late goal and sending off for taking off his shirt um because mm -hmm. it uh it was i think the first time an african nation's beaten brazil at the world cup or something like that, and it also ended like a big, 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 massive streak for Brazil. Now I know obviously Brazil was through and they were resting players, but it was it was still, it was still very, very, very massive. Yeah, I've always had a soft spot for Cameroon as well, so I was happy to see that. There you go. Okay, my next one I'm going to go with in the bigger scope of the tournament in the non-group state matches. Obviously, they had bigger upsets, but I'm going to go with uh, Morocco's two nil number four Morocco's two nil win over Belgium. Um, even though obviously Belgium did not play well in their first game and were kind of steadily worse as things went on, uh, I think that was kind of a, a a a big shock at the time. And then my next three are going to be, um, or my next two are going to be, the Japan game. So their first off, their two one win over Germany is number three, and number two, their two their two one win over Spain. Um, I think we're both massive and obviously shaped the the tournament for those nations going forward. Um, and then last but not least, I think the number one shock of the group stage, uh, and you felt it palpably on the ground in Doha, was Saudi Arabia's 2-1 win over Argentina, which was just like just crazy. Uh, and saw and saw a, what felt like a significant influx of Saudis into into the into into Doha after that as they were, more people came for other matches because they were excited about how the how the team 
how the team had performed and was you know, the potential and, and all that kind of stuff. For the group stage, I won't go through all of them, but obviously Morocco, or that, for the knockout stages, obviously Morocco taking, then taking out Spain and taking out Portugal are, are kind of the, the the big ones from from this tournament. But those are my five from the from the group stage. With honorable mention to another game I got to go to, Tunisia's one 0 win over France um, as a as a, it would have been my sixth choice. Yeah, there were certainly some fantastic upsets this time around. But Steve, you're like me; you've gone throughout the World Cup. So let's let's get your five to one next. Um, so the my fifth one, um, uh, and and four of these I actually watched. Obviously, one I didn't watch because it was before I was born. Uh, and I heard about it, read up on it. I thought it was pretty huge. There's no excuse, uh, but okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number five was uh, Bulgaria over Germany in '94. Ugh. Uh, defending champs and everything, and uh, Stoichkov leading the line. I remember that one especially because I think, uh, there, I, I don't know if it was FIFA or, or a different game, but there was an online game and I would play Stoichkov a lot. Um, I don't know if it was like a, a, a he was some that, player back then, yeah. Back yeah. The day. Uh, number four, uh, from 66, 10 years before I was born, North Korea over Italy. Yeah, um, biggest reason for this was because. Uh, if like and, and I thought in the historic significance is that's that's a few, I don't know maybe 10 11 years after the uh, Korean War and to have a team that I, I believe they nobody would they didn't really have any diplomatic uh, relationships with anybody they were really closed off and just coming onto the scene and it was and they were they were like a one one year wonder too I don't think they ever played again in the World Cup they probably played in the Olympics whenever the World Cup well, I mean they won the 2014. World Cup in Brazil. I, I saw the video footage of it. Oh, sure, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, number three, um, uh, another def- upset of a defending champion, a Cameroon in 1990 over Argentina. Yeah, one uh, nil, the Samba and everything like that. That was op- uh, then- that was opening game, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was before uh, they put the host nation in the opening game. And number two is Korea over Italy, another Italian team in my list, uh, 2002. Yeah. Um, I, I, that was that was huge. It was just the, um, the the nation just like exploded at that point, and I think that's where they really became. Like, that's what the, the ice skating celebration, right? Yeah, and then um, the uh, the huge thing about ice that skating. one was there's like there's a lot of allegations of like uh, uh, co- corruption or something. Accusations, like accusations or whatever. Allegations, um, allegations of corrupt. Uh, uh, but the thing is, if you think of it. Uh, Qatar had way more money, and you think they would have done something to get some, uh, like a victory this year, and they didn't get anything. So I don't know. Um, number one, uh, this is a, a personal uh, connection. It's a Senegal over France, one nil in two thousand two. Another defending champion losing. Yeah. Um, the reason why it's a significant and and, and personal uh, touch to me is that was the day I moved. I uh, had to move with my family. Uh, from Vancouver to Surrey. It was my last day in Vancouver, and it was heartbreaking for me, and I'm sure heartbreaking for France as well. Those are those are all really good. I, I remember seeing. Uh, I remember obviously watching the, the 94 is my first tournament watching, and so yeah, I watched watching in great frustration in my basement that the, the lost Germany's lost to, uh, to um, Bulgaria. Uh, Bulgaria. Yeah, Stoichkov. I got to see Stoichkov play once when Parma visited Toronto and played like. I forget what the team was they played, but they played at Varsity Stadium, and I got to see him play, and it was like, it was like, wow, yeah, his his cultured left foot was something to observe. And, and he didn't the, get it was I think I believe it was probably his biggest stage like in an international career because other than well, that, I don't think Bulgaria did very much over that time. From yeah, they didn't. They underperformed later in '96 and '98 or whatever, yeah. or on the road to those. 
Um, but they, uh, yeah, I like how you included those couple of those significant Italy defeats. Yeah, um, that that, yeah, that I didn't know he was such a big Italy fan that he took those defeats really to heart. The uh, <laughs> the um, the North Korean one, I, I just remember always hearing about how the Italians got pelted by tomatoes when they returned to Italy after that tournament. That always, yeah, always yeah, that was that was like it, it was very harsh apparently. And, and I mean, then, isn't that uh, isn't that how they make all their their pasta sauces? They just like they <laughs> well, they all up and they went home and. Who does the pelting of tomatoes? Is it Spain that happens? There, I don't know. A, like a, that Italy one is pretty famous. There's a oh, festival. Oh yeah, there I, is. The uh, also the 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 France Senegal one you mentioned, right? The goal was scored by Papa Bouba yeah. Diop. Yeah. Papa Bouba Diop died, I think, two years ago at like the age of forty-two or something. Mm. Oh, and I don't know if it was every game, but uh, it was definitely at. Uh, would have been the second game, so it would have been the. Ecuador game. I went to Senegal, Ecuador, and they all had either armbands on, or they had there was nineteen, or they're all wearing nineteen shirts underneath their jerseys, or the oh the captain's armband had nineteen on it. And at first, I thought it was something to do with Sadio Mane not being there, but then later I read no, it was for Papa Bouba Diop who had passed away a, a year or two uh, before the tournament. I've got two of the the same from Steve's top five. My number five. Going way back to 1950, USA won, England yeah. nil. It was Classic. Joey or Joe Gatchins that scored the goal in the 38th minute. It was the first ever meeting be- between the, the two countries. It was in the, the World Cup in Brazil. England wore a blue kit for that one for the first time, and they never wore that kit ever again. And... There's a really good 2005 movie about the yeah. the whole win called The Game of Their Lives. Yeah. Actually, a couple of these ones that I've got in my top five, there's some really good documentaries about it. So check that out, Game of Their Lives. USA 1, England 0. Number four, Algeria 2, West Germany 1. Yeah. Rabba Maja puts Algeria ahead in the 54th minute. Karolheis Rummenigge ties it up in the 67th. But then Parity's only there for less than a minute. Lakdar Belumi puts Algeria back ahead. I can still remember the celebrations from watching the, the BBC coverage of it. Um, it was such, like, it was one of those earth-shattering wins. It's like an African team has beaten one of the best teams in Europe. And you're like, oh, Africa's really come to, to play. Because I think this is only when there was something like five minnows at the World Cup. Well, it was all the big countries. Was 1982 in Spain. Right. And Germany, and Germany went on to lose in that final that year. Yeah, and then Germany and Austria went on to play that infamous game yes. that eliminated Algeria because Germany, yeah. Austria, and Algeria all finished on four points in their group. Yeah, the top yeah. two went through, and Germany's 1-0 win over Austria saw them both advance, and Algeria is, is it, went home. Isn't that game essentially the game that um, the Simpsons spoofed with their... Yes, but yeah, you're yeah. just kicking the yeah. ball about. So feel for Algeria for that one. I've got North Korea's 1-0 win over Italy in 66 as third. Pak nice. Duik got the, the goal in the first half of that one. There's, a, a, again, uh, a good documentary uh, about that as well, the, the Game of Their Lives. Have I got both of those right? Because I've, <laughs> I think I've called them both. We're called Game of Their Lives. I'll check that out and I'll come back. Well, I'll even if that's not the title, even if that's not the title, I think it's an accurate, accurate description of yes. the players. Yeah, it's also called The Game of Their Lives. <laughs> I guarantee you there's other game, movies called The Game of Their Lives. Is, is that just a series called The Game of Their Lives? Maybe it is, actually. Come to think of it. That is a good point well made. 
Yeah, it could possibly be that. But North Korea were based in Middlesbrough at the time. They ended up losing the quarterfinals to Portugal. And it, they were the, the big story. Everyone thought of them as this, oh, the cuddly North Korea. How that view of the country has changed in the, the year subsequent. Uh, number two, I went to this year, Saudi Arabia 2, Argentina 1. I mean, that was just a stunning result. Not just because Saudis beat Argentina and then Argentina went on to win the World Cup, but Argentina were in complete control. They had three goals disallowed as well. Yeah. And it's just the Saudis came from nowhere, did that two goals in five, six minutes, and then did nothing else for the rest of the tournament either. So that's yeah. just such a bizarre result. That winning goal was such a great strike. Too. Yeah. And my number one is 1990, the one that Steve had. Cameroon won. Argentina nil. Francois Omambiek in the 67th minute got that goal six minutes after Cameroon had gone down to 10 men for an absolutely horrendous tackle. And then they finished the game with nine men after another horrendous tackle. And there's there's a good documentary. It's on DAZN. I thought it was a BBC documentary, but it turns out it's on DAZN as well. It's called Green Lions. Game of their lives? Oh. No. This one isn't called that. It's called Green Lions. So... You guys should check that out, and then we can do a TVOD. Yeah, Roger Mila didn't score in that game. It was later when he did that. Yeah, it was 1990 was when he did his his little dance, but that was uh, Omar Biak in that in that one. And that is our World Cup shocks flash five, and that is also it for this part. We are gonna be back playing some more games, having a bit more chat. And we'll be bringing you the song that's made it to number four in AFTN's Festive 15 this year after this. Hi, I'm Steve Archibald. You're listening to AFTN Soccer Show.
welcome back to the AFTN Soccer Show Christmas Special, the final part on CITR Radio 101.9 FM. And kicking off this part is the song that's made it to number four in AFTN's Festive 15 from Russia with Love. That was Ice Peak and Kiss of Death. The title track from their latest album that came out in April. If you're long-time regular listeners to the show, you'll know how much I love Ice Peak. And a very apt name for a band at the weather that we've been having here in Vancouver and the lower mainland and all across Canada and North America, it feels. So I hope you've enjoyed the three songs from our Festive 15 tonight. Just three more to go. What are they going to be? Find out next time on the AFTN Soccer Show. It's time for some more games. Fun and games, that's what you associate with AFTN, I'm I'm pretty sure. And it's uh, another one of my games. So Steve and Zach will be playing this. And this is something we've played before. We've played it and pulled off at halftime. We've played it in the Christmas specials. Various guises of this as well. I, I just like it. And it's 20 questions. That old classic. You can ask me up to 20 questions. Yes or no answers. And... What I'm looking for is I've got four players here that all featured at the 2022 World Cup. And I'm going to preface this now by saying they're all well-known players. So I haven't like picked a Saudi Arabia midfielder that came on <laughs> and got 20 minutes in game two. <laughs> These are, are all players that you will definitely have heard of during this World Cup. That is all I'm, I'm going to say. But yeah, I've got four players here. We'll toss a coin again. Steve, you lost the outburst game, so you get to call again. Heads or tails? Uh, tails. Oh, it's heads. So, Zach, you get to go first for player A and player C. And Steve, you get to go first for player B and player D. Five points at stake if you can get it right. And maybe I'll just add it on to your outburst total. Which whoa, 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 no, no, Zach no, no. Was leading no, 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 no. I'm, the, I'm the outburst champion. <laughs> Zach, Zach, you're gonna, Zach, you're gonna win this one too, please. I, I don't know. Actually, yeah, we'll just see who gets the most of these, and you can be the twenty questions champion. So, I'll, I'll go player A. a. Player A, okay. Well, we're going A, B, C, D. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have to get each player's details up. I'm just going into Wikipedia here for your questions. So, so you're just gonna name a thing, and I see it's how long it takes me to get it. Well, no, you're going to take alternate questions. So it's going to be 20 questions. Oh, okay. So you're going to ask one, then Steve's going to ask one. Oh, okay. And then you're going to ask one. So you can only guess after one of your questions. Okay. But it's not like I have to use a, avoid a question to guess, right? Um, No. So, like, say say you thought, this this is a spoiler. None of these are Lionel Messi. So say you <laughs> thought it was Lionel Messi. So, say Steve asked a question, did they play in the World Cup final? And I say, yes. And then he, he goes, could say. Um, then I, I can guess if I want to? or else Yeah, I go, then yeah. I, so you, you can know, guess you... then. And if you don't guess, Zach, you could guess right away before you ask your question. Right. Or you could ask your question yeah, just yeah. to make sure and then have a guess. So, actually, sure. how we'll do the scoring is if you get it on your first question, we'll give you 20 points. If you get it on your second question, you'll get 18. So we'll add up whoever gets... How many, left, uh, how many yeah. questions are left over? Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Okay, it's been a while good. since I've done this. I, I'm a bit rusty. So, so okay. uh, I've got the, the player's details 
up on Wikipedia. And if you ask me something that isn't on Wikipedia, I will go and look it up and I'll get you your answer. So it's only yes or no questions, remember? Yeah. So, Zach, question one from yourself. Am I a defender? No. Steve. Was I born in Europe? Yes. Zach. <laughs> Am I left-footed? Oh, these questions. Um. Well, mine was easy. So was this first one. This, this one. You have to go to transfer market. This is, this is, I know, this is the thing that <laughs> always gets me about players. You asked if he was left-footed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Steve. Well, actually, uh, wait. Did... Oh, I, I don't know. The, I'm looking up the guy's name. Go ahead. Uh, did he uh, play in the final? Was he part of the top four teams? Yes. Okay, I'm just looking up a name. Just I don't know this person's name. Actually, you said we would all know the name, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, and you answered he was born in Europe? Born in Europe, yes. And left-footed and not a defender? Yes. And played for one of the teams that made it to the top four. Oh. Okay, I just have to check one thing. Am I allowed <laughs> you to can't check one check thing? The, no, you're not allowed to oh. check stuff. You just oh. have to ask questions. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, uh, know we oh, get another three okay, okay. Uh, do I play for an Italian football club? Yes. I can I guess? Yes. Yeah, of course. Am, am I Olivier Giroud? Yes. How on earth did you get that after five questions? Fifteen points to Zach because he's left-footed. Yeah. <clears throat> I. I thought he I was, even, and I wasn't a hundred percent sure. So I had to look it up. I, I wouldn't even have known he was on a European Italian team. He's on AC Milan. I didn't even, even recall what team he was on. Wow. At first, at first, the left-footed thing, I was just like, "Oh, there's this midfielder from, uh, I think Dynamo Zagreb, who plays on Croatia." But then I was like, Michael said, "Oh, we would all know them," and I'm like, "I can't even remember his name." So there's no way everyone would know. Him. See, I was thinking someone was going to say, "Did he play in the final?" And Steve dead but then changed his question so i thought by me saying yes folk would not think it would be somebody that had been pulled off before halftime oh yeah well how many points do i get for that that was 15 that i am genuinely very impressed by that tremendous now steve you get to go first here for the second player on my list who wait to see who it is okay let me get his wikipedia page up Okay, your starting 20th question, Steve, for this player. Um, am I a midfielder? No. Am I a defender? No. Was I born in Europe? Yes. Am I a goalkeeper? No. Am I Polish? No. 
Um, was I, did I make the semifinals of the World Cup? No. Mm, okay. This is more like it. This is what I was expecting. Remember, you can play along at home. Let us know when you manage to, to guess the player. Am I Portuguese? No. <clears throat> Did I make it to the last, uh, to the quarterfinals? Yes. Okay. There's so many games, I had to think what the hell was going on. Am I English? Yes. Oh. I'm going to say Harry Kane. Yes, well done. Boo. Impressed with that. So that was the Are ninth. Are you booing me or booing Harry Kane? Yeah, Harry Kane, not you. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so not, there was nine left? That was nine asked, so oh, that's so 11, 11 points for Steve. Dang. I, I don't know if you saw in the, the BBC every year they have their sports personality of the year, and it was the Lioness uh, player Beth Mead that won it. I'd voted for Harry Kane as the the sports personality of the year from the UK because for me, he, he made my year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told that to somebody who went, hey, that's a bit over the top. I went, no, that's his penalty. <laughs> so it's 15 to 11. It's tense. Now, the third player, I will get his details up on trusty old Wikipedia. We're giving them all this publicity. That's why I don't contribute their $2 that they keep asking me for when I sign in. <laughs> right here we go and Zach has the first question am I a defender no am I a midfielder no am I a goaltender a goalkeeper oh oh I think we just kicked Zach off the show now sorry goaltender. Am, I a goalkeeper? am I a goalkeeper sorry yes okay uh, oh, wait, I can guess, right? Yeah. If I guess wrong, yeah. am I out? No. Oh, okay. Uh, am I Bono? No. I was thrown for a minute there. I was like, what, the guy from U2? No. no. The guy from Morocco is who I was Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Am I French? No. Was I in the semifinals of the World Cup? Yes. Uh, I don't. I forget how to say his first name, but it's Martinez. I wouldn't even know his name. Martinez. I, I know who it is. Yeah, it is. It's Martinez from Argentina. Oh, it's I knew you were going to use him because of the the glove thing, the golden. Yeah, glove. we never talked about that uh, on the last show because I hadn't fully seen it. So I've, I've seen, seen it now. Picture, yeah. Apparently, he does that a lot when he wins the golden glove. So I've seen some other pictures of him doing that. Yeah, he that. did it at the at the at the Copa. Apparently, fits like a glove. How many was that? I was fifteen again. So you're now up to 30. So you can still you can still win this, Steve, if you get it with your first guess. <laughs> it's possible if you ask the right question. Okay, Steve, the final 
little bit of fun for the show. Who is this player? Who am I? Um, was I on the third place team? No, that was not a good question. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, I was I... gonna guess who. I, that was my first. I was guessing because that, I thought it was might be that player. So that I was going, going for Luka Modric, right? I, I, do you know what? I almost had Luka Modric down uh, instead of Martinez as the, the player, but I went with Martinez. Am I a defender? No. You hate defenders. Am I a midfielder? Yes. No guess, Steve? No. Detention. Uh, was I in the Final Four? No. Mm. Do I play my club football in England? No. Am I Canadian? Yes. Am I Atiba Hutchinson? Yes. <laughs> How wow. did you know it was Atiba? There was other midfielders too. The only other choice was Estacchio, but I thought yeah. Michael would go sentimental. I did. That's why I thought if Steve's first question is, am I Canadian? Yeah. And I go, yes. He'll go, am I Atiba Hutchinson? And I'll be like, you won. But it, it didn't work. Out. I, was going for, I thought you were going I thought you were going to go with Luka Modric right off the bat, but that's why because I thought you were going for like the teams that reached like deep into the World Cup. Yeah, I like to mix it up a little bit, but I, I really enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. Hope you've enjoyed our, our games to keep you entertained. Hopefully, you did play a little bit tonight. My dog's not as entertained. You might hear her snoring beside me, fast <laughs> asleep just now. I don't know how much the mic will pick out. She doesn't snore as much as Caitlin, at least. So it's not too 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 bad. That's why she's banished to the other room. That and the fact that I need a better bed and more room because I've done my backing. But yeah, that that was our last game. But it's not it for the fun in the show because we're going to bring you another Flash Five. Flash Five. Rank it, baby. So the last few weeks, obviously, we've spent a lot of time in the podcast chatting about the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. It got us thinking uh, about a, a number of aspects of this World Cup and of previous World Cups. And one of them was around the mascots. And for 2022, the mascot for Qatar was called Laib. And he was wearing kind of the traditional garb of the Qatari people, including a, a gutra. And a, a gutra is the, the headdress that you, you see a lot of the sheikhs and the other people from Qatar wearing. And everyone that was at the World Cup final on their seat was a, a gutra that they were hoping that everyone was going to wear at the final. Not sure how much of a buy-in that got from the, the pictures, but... Yeah, it, it was good, and obviously Laib was, was a popular character. 
who I believe was a depiction of the ghosts of all the migrant workers that died. Is that correct? Oh my. He is. I don't, think, very... I don't think that. I don't think that was on the official release. Of oh, okay. I might have got the unofficial release. He is very Casper looking. He is. Yeah. Casper, the very intolerant ghost. I I believe some people refer <laughs> to him as. But talking of Leib and mascots, thought we would do a flash five of our favourite World Cup mascots from throughout the years. And let us know yours as well. Listeners at home, I would love to know if, if you agree with ours or not. Now, for those that don't know, there haven't been mascots at every World Cup final. They only started in 1966 in England, because England obviously invented the World Cup mascots and soccer in general. It was created, obviously, in the UK. But there's been 15 mascots overall between 1966 and 2022. The first one, World Cup Willy. Not what you might think. Not a whale? Not a whale. It's a lion in a Union Jack. And obviously, if you wear a Union Jack, you're a bit of a penis. So, hence, World Cup Willy is, I believe, how it got its name. But I thought we would do our Flash 5 of our top five favourite mascots from five to one. Do we each want to reveal our number five and then go down that way? I was wondering about that. Do you want to do it that way? Let's do it that way. Okay, so let's start with everybody's number five. So for me, for number five... I'm going back to the last World Cup, 2018, and my fifth favourite mascot of all time is from Russia, Zabivaka, the wolf. Yeah, that was, it, uh, I had it as an honourable mention, for sure. It means the one who scores. Oh, okay. I, I like wolves, but I just couldn't choose the Russia one, I'm sorry. Mm. But I, I don't think Russia scored that much, though. That was a problem. But they did get through the game. But they did, yeah. Oh, did they? They, they yeah. didn't score that much, though. Um, for me, number five, uh, like it, this has, uh, it's more of the, the story behind it um, because the drawing isn't that great. I don't know what the actual mascot looked like in person, but it's Footix from France uh, in 1998, uh, mostly because they named it Footix as an asterisk, uh, the, the, uh, the comic book. And uh, I kind of wish they actually used asterisk as the, I know Bellix as the, um, uh, the, the mascots, that would have been better. But the, that's the reason I have that one for that one. My fifth one is also the rooster from France 98. Wow. Because the first love their, big blue cocks. <laughs> I knew you were going to call it that, Michael. Blue with a red tip. Yes. <laughs> the, yeah. The, well, uh, my it, wife's been sick for two for two weeks, and I've been sick. That's what mine looks like right now. Uh, there was no French rooster at the stadium. Oh, Italy. nobody threw any ones on the park? They do that more in the rugby. They threw well, a live they, rooster. Don't on you park. remember oh. the French? The French fans always Dolan. one guy would bring the rooster in the stadium. They, I don't. There was none of that. Yeah, Paul Dolan. Paul Dolan had to pick one up in '86 oh, oh, from yeah. the field. That, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So my uh, number four, and it's another recent one. It's actually from 2014 from Brazil, and it's the three-band armadillo, Fuleco. And I've gone for that primarily because it looks really cute and I really like armadillos. So I just... I don't like the name, though, because it was a combination of football and ecology or phileco, which I thought was a bit 
stupid, but I I like the design of it. It appealed to me, and I, as I say, I do I, like, I like it too. It could, I like it could, show, it could show up later on in my list, but I do oh. like that as well. Yes, uh, so, number four for me, and I know it's one that I don't I don't think Michael likes, but it's kind of for me. It's very different from the other ones, and I like different. It's the one from South Korea and Japan, Auto Kaz and Nix. Uh, I know mm. like one represents a coach and one represents a player from each place. Um, so it's for me, it was just a little bit different. It's more, it's it's nothing to do with their countries. It's more like universal kind of thing. So I kind of like it that way. That's it's one great. of my least favorites, I have to say. Yeah, I can it, understand. It, it looks like a melted jelly babies to me, but. Yeah, it's more like, uh, it's more to do with their animation because that's like animation style. I like, I like it. Once watch. again. One of you has taken my fourth pick, and this time it's Michael. Uh, I went with oh. the, the armadillo thing from Brazil. Oh, just because it was such a memorable tournament, and I liked it. I liked the tournament so much. Well, you can start this one then, Zach. You can <laughs> start. One, what, what, what's your number one, three? Uh, I forget. Okay, I forget the name of the. Oh, I think, oh. I, yeah, we know why that's oh. one of his favorite oh. World Cups, Steve. We don't need to ask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't have to ask. Him. Um, it was a great tournament. Uh, but for me, number three coming in, I think his name is Chow. It's the football man from Italy, Italia 90. Oh, okay. Yeah, ciao. Yeah, that's it. That's my number three as well. So, ah, very similar. He's described as the faceless figure. Um, and he's basically, for anyone that hasn't seen it, it's a cube man but in the colours of the Italian flag, but with a football as a head. Mm-hmm. But no eyes, yeah. no distinguishing features. So and, and it was definitely it was definitely something brand new like to the compared to the prior ones it was like like it's it's definitely something different compared to everything else that's been mm. out there um so i, I kind of liked it too number three for me is uh uh Felicio, uh from brazil i had that a little higher than you. ah okay you can you can start this one then what's your number two steve Number two, and uh, it's really to do with the art style. Again, I don't know what it looked like in person. It's uh, Zakumi from South Africa. Ah, oh, a good, the, that's a good lion. one. Yeah, that was yeah, just I, outside I, I, my top five. Yeah. It was that or the again, wolf for me for five. Again, it had a, kind of like an anime kind of feel to it, and that's why I, I like it. That's my, my style of uh, animation that I like. For me, I'm going with uh, the first World Cup I got to attend. The mascots, uh, dual mascots, it's Golio and Pile. Yeah, so Golio is a, a pantless lion. lion, like like uh, Paddington. Well, how many pants? Uh, or Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Winnie. I mean, yeah. Donald I, Duck. Everybody calls it Donald Duck. Oh yeah, so, I know. It's yeah, like it's so yeah. weird, but yeah. But, and but the thing is, with that one, I I like when I the original article that Michael sent to choose which ones. The, that one looked. The drawing looked horrible. Yeah, I'm looking seen, at it. Seen, Again, it looks horrible, but you said you'd find better versions of it. There's different, better versions of the drawing, which is uh, uh, like understandable. Where I, uh, it's not that bad, as bad as I thought it would be. Because the one prior to that from Germany, that's horrible. I don't know if that's showing up in uh, Zach's number one, but that one's, uh, this one's not too bad. See, I, I'm looking again that the real life version of Galileo looks nice, but the drawing, I think, looks terrible. Yeah. I mean, we should I think, explain I think as well. Somebody... Somebody got the wrong drawing and probably put it up. Maybe they got an earlier version and put it up in that article. I don't know. That's the only drawing version I can see. But the actual, like the the dolls and the, the character at the games does look slightly better. But I'll show you the one I have here. Pele is the ball as well. Yeah. The, it does look, though, that one of his testicles has fallen off from the artwork, I've got to say. 
And is it Pele because Pele was promoting Viagra at the time? So no, no, no not anything to do with that. Ah. Pele, Pele. So that was That's... Zach's number two. Yeah. What was your number two, Michael? My number two, and this might surprise people, but this is a sentimental pick for me. 1994 from mm. the USA, striker. Yeah. Because that right. was the World Cup that I've been to. And I've got a few striker memorabilia. I've got I still got my T-shirt from 94 with striker on it. And I just like it because obviously I like dogs. And I just think it's a nice, goofy kind of cartoon character. So I quite like it. And he's kind of got like a Hanna-Barbera uh, aspect to it. I don't know yes. Well, Warner Brothers were hired to do the design, oh, okay. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a very cartoony design, but I, I just, I, I really like it. And my number one, I'm going back to 1982. It's Naranjito, the big Spanish orange. And again, that's a kind of a sentimental pick for me. It was kind of like, a, it's meant to be an optimistic thing, the orange for Spain. It's a big export yeah. of them and, and everything like that. But the 1982 World Cup, I, I remember the 78 one, um, but the 82 one was the first one I was really, really into. And I've still got some fun Naranjito memorabilia from 82, including a belt. That doesn't really fit me now because it was a kid's belt, but I just, I love it. He's a big, friendly orange, and I, I just like him. So he's my number one. So I have, an, I have a food item for my number one, and I don't know how friendly he is, but it's a PK from Mexico, 1986, the jalapeno. Ah, spicy. I, I, I kind of like, I kind of like it. I, I would, if I was that age, I'd probably want to watch a cartoon of that, of that character in 86. Apparently, some Mexican nationalists did not like that because they felt it was too stereotypical of Mexicans with like the big hat and everything. The sombrero mm. <laughs> and the mustache too. There's a big and, mustache. and I guess a jalapeno and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I mean, all that was missing from the French one was some onions around his neck and a beret. If you wanted to go down that road as well, but <laughs> exactly, a lot of them are stereotypical. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it, right? So that- <laughs> What's your number one? Uh, I guess mine's going to be the oldest selection, and it's uh, Tip and Tap. Oh, no. That's the 1974. worst one. They're the terrible. The worst one. No, they're, they're horrible great. looking. I'd, I'd, be, I'd have nightmares if I had that in front of me. Tip and I, Tap, I man. No, man. That's, 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 that, I, I was going to mention, what's, we, we, should, we should mention what's the worst one, and that oh. would have been my choice. Tip and Tap. It's The tournament, yeah, I don't know. It's such a oh. good tournament. Yeah, but that, for, like, if we were doing our worst mascots, for me, that is the worst mascot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I like it. I like I'm surprised that. about that, that you picked that one. That, that They're terrifying looking. I almost bought a shirt with them. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I, I was going to say that the 70 to 78, like, none of those three, like, the one in 78 from Argentina looks like he's got a knife in his hand and he's ready to stab somebody. And, and yeah, and Juanito from Mexico, that was kind of weird looking too, the baby. A fun flash five there on the World Cup mascots from previous tournaments. Here's a little fun question just to round this one off for both of you guys. What should the mascots be for 2026? Should there be three different ones, one to represent each country? And what would you like them to be? I I don't know. Like, uh, 
I think it should be somewhat connected, but they should be different. Um, should we have a, a moose in an RCMP uniform kicking a football? No. Oh. Uh, yeah, is there is there is there something that can tie the three together? That's one. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Is there something that roamed before uh, from one from Canada all the way down to Mexico or something like that? Mm. Tourists. Hmm. <laughs> So elderly people, yeah, <laughs> snowbirds, snowbirds, yeah. bears, bears. bears, as a mascot. Oh, so just uh, because there's a Mexican black bear, there is such a thing as a Mexican black bear. Obviously, Canada could be the polar bear, and then the grizzly bear in, in the U.S. I think bears would be a good one. Ooh, I don't mind that actually. I mean, do, um, no, do you I want them to be stereotypical, I, I, or do you want them to think a little bit out of the box? One thing I, I feel the Olympics did fantastically here in 2010, the four mascots they had, I loved them, and they did so yeah. well, and selling all the toys, I've got all the little plushies upstairs, and I, I loved those, they were great. No, they were very original, and they were not, like, like obvious. Mm -hmm. So, I, yeah, can, I agree, I like them. Can you remind me what they were again? There was the Sasquatch, there was the, the Spirit Sasquatch Bear. Was, yeah. And then there was uh, the smaller one. I can't remember what the small one was. There was a one that was really tiny. Uh, oh, I'm just looking them up just now. I just saw them a couple of days ago. They were still they're still available if people want to buy them. Yeah, I bought. And you can get stuff you get a whole bunch of pins too uh, at Swanson Mills uh, Mall. The, uh, there's a place there that sells it. Oh, I bought so many pins during the Olympics. I have no idea why. I just literally went pin crazy. <laughs> Oh, wait for the World Cup, my friend. <laughs> oh, it's a tons of pins. Oh, They're yeah. just sitting in a bag. I need to really do something with them. If maybe anyone actually your... wants to buy any Olympic pins off me, get in touch because I'll maybe, do you a good deal. You can trade maybe your Olympic ones for some World Cup ones. Ah. So what we had was Quatchy, the, the Sasquatch. There was Miga, the killer whale. There was Sumi, that was a black bear. And there was Muck Muck, the marmot. That was the one I liked, Muck Muck. Yeah. I think that was the smaller one, right? The yeah, it black, was. Uh, black and white one. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Something like that that kind of it's got a cultural side to it, because a, a lot of it was was based as well. Because you had the Nukshuk as well, obviously for the logo, and yeah. then you've got the cultural inspirations as well in the Native American arts and stuff. So I mean, something like that might be quite nice for it. I, I, I can see them just because it's the first time three countries have co-hosted that. They would do three individual ones that represent those countries. The so, three but, amigos. <laughs> oh my! How does it uh, represent good Canada? Good movie, oh, yeah, by the way. Steve one Martin, of my favorite or, movies, uh, Martin Short. Yeah, um, but I, I honestly, I, I think that, like, as long as they kind of match and everything like that, that'd be fine. Yeah. Um, uh, oh yeah, you they, don't want they, them all startingly, startingly different. Yeah, I saw something about like. Uh, what was it like a cactus, uh, Uncle Sam, and a moose or something like that? Yeah, and I think that was a spoof they, thing that had come. That out. That was a spoof, and that looked stupid. That, yeah. So they gotta, they gotta be very uh, uniform. I think it, it, I feel like. And then you saw someone spoof the spoof, right? That was not also not. Yeah, good. that that World Cup logo that's been doing the rounds is that, is that real? Or is that a spoof as well? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't mind that one. The maple leaf looks a bit weird on it. Which tells you it's possibly a spoof. Mm, that didn't look right to me. But let, let us know what you think you, the mascot should be for 2026 for each country. We'll maybe have a little competition. Design it. Send it in to us.
Stick it, we'll stick it on a t-shirt. Folk have been asking for AFTN t-shirts. <laughs> we'll do our own mascot t-shirts for the 2026 World Cup until FIFA step in and issue us with a cease and desist. Oh, they'll do more than that. Oh, probably. <laughs> but that is it for this Christmas 2022 edition of the AFTN Soccer Show. Of course it's not. There's still time for this week's wavelength. Um, I've complained in the past that it's been difficult to find Christmas-related football songs to, to have for Wavelength. And I've played some before and they've they've not been great. So I stumbled across this one because it was originally released in December 2020 and I only stumbled across it this month because they've kind of redone it and they've done a video and it came up in my YouTube recommendations. It's a, a band from Brighton over in England in the UK. They're called the White Hawk Isolators and it's a band put together by fans of English non-league side Whitehawk FC. They currently play in the Ithmian League South East Division, which is step eight of the English Football Pyramid, step four of the English non-league pyramid. This was released as part of a, a three-track, I call it an EP, they call it a Christmas album, but that's pushing it a little bit. Two tracks are kind of a version of I'm dreaming of a White Hawk Christmas. But this is the third track, and it's the best one of the three. This is the White Hawk Isolators. Christmas for all. Oh, 
The Whitehawk Isolators there from 2020 with their song Christmas for All. Fun on the Whitehawk Terracing, I'm sure. They actually have a load of other stuff. You can check them out. Whitehawkisolators.bandcamp.com They're also on Hawks underscore Isolators on Twitter. A lot of football-themed songs. I'll be playing some more in 2023 in our Wavelength section. But that is it pretty much for the show. Hope you've enjoyed it. We like to have these fun shows where we don't bring you any of the news. We just have some fun, just general chat about football. Just before we go, let everyone know where they can find you online. Any final Christmas thoughts from you, Steve? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. And I think the, the me uh, keeping the volume on mute while watching the World Cup has really uh, clearly shown that, you know, I can't do that even though I didn't have to listen to Stephen Caldwell that much. I still should have listened because I would have done better in the games today. Yes, you probably would. <laughs> Zach? Uh, you can find me on Twitter very occasionally at Zachary AM. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to celebrating the birth of Christ this Christmas with my family and our... Well, the Whitecaps have their own JC coming. Is he the second coming? No. Oh. No. Uh uh, yeah, just looking forward to celebrating with my family here, even though we won't be able to hang out with anyone else probably this Christmas, which kind of sucks. But uh, yeah, so blessings to everyone who's celebrating Christmas and uh, looking forward to more fun and games in the new year with with you, with you two, and uh, maybe some others in the AFTN. Yes, I still hope oh, to get our video series of football, board, and computer games up and running at some point. Obviously, COVID completely derailed that. I've my last two trips back home I've bought an absolute shitload of, of football related games. I've got an emulator that has so many of the old football game computer games on it as well that we need to get that set up, get a, a day anyone that's interested in doing stuff like that, get in touch. I know a few few guys have already. I'd love to get that up and running in the new year. We've got another show, though, to bring out for 2022, which is going to kick off our year in reviews. We're going to bring you the Whitecaps news of the week, some audio and stuff as well, and have our Whitecaps year in review. Hope you all have a, a wonderful Christmas out there. I don't really want to end too much on a on a down point, but I, I do want to finish the show by paying tribute to an absolute musical icon, a... Uh, a, just a, a guy that I've grown up listening to who sadly passed away just before Christmas, Terry Hall, mostly known as the lead singer of The Specials, also the lead singer of Fun Boy 3, The Colour Field, some other stuff as well. I'm going to have Terry Hall as our first Artist of the Month for 2023 as well and play you a, a selection of the songs from his career. Passed away age 63 after a short illness with pancreatic cancer as well. It was just such a shock because people hadn't really known he was sick. Big, big part of my childhood growing up. I wanted to finish the show with a song as a tribute to him. The specials didn't do any Christmas songs, but this one does talk about snow. Snowy ground and people not being able to get anywhere because there's so much snow. So I thought, what a apt way to finish. Tribute to Terry Hall. And a little nod to the snowy conditions. Stay safe, everyone out there. Mm -hmm. This is the specials. Blank expression. We'll be back soon. Thanks for listening. And take care. Snow is falling all around. Seven.
so I walk down town. There's no one around. I walk in a bar and immediately I sense danger. You look at me, girl. It's a fire with some kind of a. A total stranger. Where did you get that blank, blank expression on your face? Where did you get that blank, blank expression on your face? About the best time of the whole year. You walk down the streets even for weeks before Christmas comes, and there's lights hanging up, green ones and red ones. Sometimes there's snow, and everybody's hustling someplace, but they don't hustle around Christmas time like they usually do. You know, they're a little more friendly. They bump into you, they laugh, and they say, "Pardon me, and Merry Christmas." And especially when it gets real close to Christmas night. Everybody's walking home. You can hardly hear a sound. Bells are ringing. Kids are singing. Snow is coming down. And boy, what a pleasure it is to think that you got some place to go to. And the place that you're going to has somebody in it that that you really love.